What's going on, guys, and welcome to episode 177 of the Taste Cast, our weekly podcast where we talk about random things in gaming. My name's Seth. Joining me today on my left, your right, is Chevy. Chevy, we're filming on the weekend again, yep. which is good. For anybody who uh, wants to know a little bit behind the curtain, we've been filming uh, kind of when the topics have been uh, more interesting, and uh, we're trying to get back to filming on the weekends. Uh, the energy will be better. A lot of times we film after work, which really sucks, especially because my brain's not working anymore. Plus, it's getting cold right now. It's getting cold. Yeah. What What do you mean? Oh, it affects my energy levels. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, I'm like tired all the fucking time, like way more than I was before. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we'll be filming on the weekends again, doing a, a steady schedule. So expect episodes to come out like Sunday, Monday. Um, so yeah, we're doing that. Uh, so hopefully you're feeling energized, ready to talk and uh, hopefully doing well. And uh, have you been hearing about what's going on with Pokemon? And if you have, maybe you want to fill in people on the vagueness of uh, some of the things we're hearing about it. Um, yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> it has been hard for me to to not see it. Uh, every time I open up TikTok, there's someone posting a new graphical glitch or falling through the map or... I saw somebody going up a wall. Yeah, or um, in the middle of battle, an NPC or a Pokemon just walking through. Like the middle mm-hmm. of it and stuff. I don't know. It's uh, that sure up like cyberpunk on launch shit. It, it's it's pretty buggy. Even in like the the someone taking like screenshots, the person in the background's like elbow will be out like this, and they're just like twitching and shit. I was like, okay, um, which is kind of wild because like it's a Nintendo triple game. game. Yeah, you expect Nintendo quality. I do, and I have no doubt that the game's probably still fun. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, I think. And I, I think the community has been saying this for a while, especially since they've gone to Switch with these games, is that um, Pokemon being annual is not doing it any favors anymore. Um, they need development time when they're making these games. You can see a game like Xenoblade is a good example of a very like well thought out and, and designed world that is mm-hmm. graphically nice to look at with full fields of like flora and stuff like that. You play Pokemon, you get these really desolate blank um landscapes and now full of bugs because not only are they having to like you know they're they're trying to make all these like bigger uh, open world style games basically they're also um they have so many pokemon now that the amount of stuff they have to do just in that part of the game development alone i don't think a year is enough so yeah it's pretty crazy. So I was seeing some stuff early on that I thought people were just kind of bitching about. Mostly just like graphical stuff. People were like, oh, and they're comparing it to other. At first they were they were just com- comparing it to games in general. People were like, well, it's a, it's a Switch game. It's just the hardware. And people started comparing it to Xenoblade Chronicle 3, uh, Breath of the Wild, and other games. And I, was just, and I was looking at the pictures. And Pokemon, it was just like a flat world, no foliage. Uh, a couple trees here and there, and I was like, "That looks pretty bad." Yeah, to be honest, and I could look past it. The last game was like that too. That's fair. I can look past it, even though it is really bad when you look at other Switch games that are doing this uh, just fine. But uh, but then I start seeing like the glitches and the bugs, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah. there's just like production problems with this game for sure. There has to be. If the game isn't looking that great and also has a bunch of bugs." It sounds like they're having issues in development or it got rushed or th- the team's not as talented as it once was. Maybe maybe the transition into like 3D open world is uh, is, you know, too taxing for them. I don't know. But um, 
been really interesting. I have fallen out of Pokemon a long time ago, so I'm not like the biggest dude on Pokemon. I don't follow it, but uh, it's been very interesting to see on Twitter specifically um, so much memes and criticism mm-hmm. of this game. Kind of unfortunate too, because like it's I guess it's like four player co op and everything. Like that's fucking crazy. Yeah. How the hell does that work? What do you do? I don't know. I just know that it has co-op. So four-player co-op would be sick. Yeah, in a game that it, ran at a, fine. It's a buggy mess. So uh, people are playing it just fine. Don't be wrong. It's just kind of you look at this sixty-dollar game you bought though, and we, <laughs> I'm confused on how they managed to let so many bugs co- go, get through. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, I didn't have any ambitions of picking this up in, in the first place, so it doesn't really affect me, but it does suck to see that for Pokemon fans, for uh, Game Freak, mm. the ones that make it, mm. and then uh, just a Nintendo game to have that kind of problem because that's not something you expect from Nintendo products. Um, so hopefully they can figure that out, but uh, I don't know. It's so weird to see. It's not uh, It's not what I'm used to when it comes to Nintendo. So, yeah. You haven't yeah. picked it up? Do no. you plan on picking it up? Um, I think I'm going to let them patch it. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I, I can't imagine they won't. Uh, I do want to pick it up, but I have so many things that are higher priority right now. Um, like, quite the list, in fact, which kind of sucks. Because I actually really enjoy Pokemon games. But uh, especially since they have started making more and more um, cooperative features. Uh, especially in, like, Sword and Shield having the raids and stuff like that mm-hmm. was really cool. Uh so they got cool ideas, gameplay-wise. Uh, I'm starting to get kind of tired of all the new Pokemon. They look ridiculous, but that could just be me being a boomer. <laughs> um, yeah, I just feel like there's just... I, I never want to be an absolutist and say, like, there's only so many Pokemon you can make, so that's stupid. But, like, I feel like there's an expectation of that they need to make new Pokemon. And so with that pressure... They might not feel as inspired as if they just thought up naturally. Mm. Uh, you know, like a Pokemon that, that's fucking worth making. Um, I heard they passed a thousand, though. Yep. Which is pretty crazy. Finally. Yeah, yeah they got a whole ecosystem going on. But uh, Yeah, which in itself is an interesting idea. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you know, look at real life, right? So There's just that gen where, like, Pokemon start looking like aliens. And that's where I was just not interested. Yeah, I, I think, think it was like four, maybe five. Gen- it's five? five. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of humanoid Pokemon. I was like, what "The fuck is this?" I mean, in all fairness, I had humanoid Pokemon Gen One with like Mister Mime and stuff. But sure, and uh, what Machamp? I don't remember Pokemon names. Yeah, Machamp's like the kickboxer one. Well, no, Hitmontop and uh, yeah, Hit- yeah, Hitmonlee yeah. and Hitmonchan. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I know there's been humanoid ones, but uh, they be- just became more like alien-like, more smooth, more just like. They like like, for uh, sure. like they came from another planet. Even the and I don't know the name of it, but the like the little dirt bike Pokemon that's your your mount basically in the game. Um, dirt bike Pokemon? Yeah, it's literally a quadruped that has wheels coming out of its like chest and its pelvis. Oh, no. is that real? Yeah, and it p- pulls its legs up so you can drive like a motorcycle. It's goofy as fuck. So. I hate that. <laughs> well, it's in the game, so I gotta look that up. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, so stuff like that's kind of weird. Uh, it doesn't affect my my want to play the game, but I can't take that thing very seriously. So, yeah, I don't. I don't even want to see it. Honestly, <laughs> it's kind of fucking ruined Pokemon for me. But uh, 
But yeah, so you're waiting for the patch. I'm not going to pick it up, but let us know in the comments unless you have something else to say on it. No. Let us know in the comments. Have you guys played Pokemon? What is it? Uh, Scarlet and Violet. Scarlet and Violet. Uh, are you liking it? Are you not liking it? Uh, are you experiencing bugs? And uh, what do you think about the whole Pokemon fiasco that's happening right now? Let us know what you think about it in the comments below. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about what we've been playing. You tell me your list is uh, one game. Yeah. So let's start with you. Uh, I've been playing God of War Ragnarok. We're going to talk about it at the end of the month for Game of the Month, so I can't really talk about it too much. I will say this. Uh, I, every, every time I do play the game, I play for about six to seven hours straight. Take that as you will. Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll just kind of also add to this. I've also been playing God of War Ragnarok. It's our Game of the Month, so we'll be discussing it at the end of the month. We plan on beating it, unless you have. Oh. Okay. Uh, we plan on finishing it by the end of the month so game. that we can review it as a whole. Um, we'll probably try and have like a full conversation like we do, but we want to we want to actually like be able to grade the whole game finished. Um, I'm trying to think about like how that's going to work for people who don't want spoilers. Maybe we can film the discussion and then at the end we can just do a small little non-spoiler thing and put it at the beginning. I don't know. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But um, anyway, uh, I've also been playing it. Can't talk about it too much, but... Uh, yeah, I. It's hard for me to start playing if I only have like an hour or two to play. Agreed. I'll play something else because like it's a game that I don't want to get little bits of. I need to play chunks of it because it's such a story-heavy game. Constantly. And uh, <laughs> the combat's like super involved. It's just like a game that is not like oh, hop in and play a match real quick and then leave. It's like you got to yeah. invest time in it. And so, uh, in the last week, um, I've not had a whole lot of time to play it but just in case people are curious on my progression without telling you any spoilers or anything i am about 14 hours into the game so apparently the game you can beat in like 20 some hours so i guess i'm close to halfway through it I um must be getting close then i didn't feel very close but well i don't know if that's like explore every nook and cranny well, time every yeah so you're quest. probably gonna i don't think you'll beat it like the, <laughs> Oops, the average time but um yeah, so I'm like 14 hours into it. Uh, I should be further, but uh, I haven't had long enough chunks of time to play it. But uh, how how many hours do you have in, in the game? Somewhere between 20 and 25, I'd say. Okay. So, yeah, you're pretty pretty far into it. Yeah. Um, unless you've just been doing a lot of, like, hanging out, looking at the scenery. I, I do that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's got cool scenery sometimes. Um, no, I've just been doing every side quest. Uh trying to find little secrets in every little nook and cranny because the the game is very filled with stuff to do um i will say the side quests are worth doing agreed they are uh they add tidbits to the world fully fleshed out yeah um uh, but it's similar to the the last god of war as well yeah so uh man it's so hard to talk about this without talking about it uh yeah there's a lot to do and i find my the problem you said which is um there's constantly dialogue happening mm-hmm. uh, and the pacing of the game makes it difficult to just like play for short periods. I have to like find moments to be like, that's a good stopping that, point. Shut it off. That's, that's the point right there that I didn't make. Um, sometimes you're like in the middle of a narrative that's happening and you don't want to just stop here. Yeah. You're still unraveling something. And sometimes you get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm good there. And then you, then you can hop off. That's mm-hmm. literally where I ended last time I was playing as like, six in the morning or something and i was like i gotta go to bed and i just kept playing kept playing yeah. i'm like okay i can i can stop there because um yeah i was in a uh oh god i've 
I'm, I'm in Vanaheim right now, yeah. but I was I was in Jotunheim, and the story that was happening there, I was like, I can't just stop in the middle of this. I need resolution. I need I need to understand what's happening here and what how it's how I'm leaving and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So to give you context, where I'm at, I'm like two, maybe three zones past that now. Okay, so. I, I knocked out a lot last night. So. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm planning on playing more later today because I need to put time in. Um, but I'll have some time this week to play mm. with the holidays and stuff. So true. Um, anything vague you have to say about it? No, I, I literally am struggling. So. Yeah, I don't I don't even want to talk about it, but I also have so much to say about it. So it's like it's really hard, but. We don't have to play around with it. We can just not talk about it. So Sounds good. All right. <laughs> uh, so that's all you've played in the last week? Outside of like I, mobile games I, or something? Yeah, I, I, I got some mobile games I played, but I, they're not even worth talking about. No Final Fantasy? No, I only log into Raid. Hmm. We're in a content lull right now. It's so. very interesting. Okay, well, uh, I've also been playing God of War Ragnarok. Plan on playing more tonight, hopefully. Um We'll probably go through this pretty quick, maybe. I, I got a little bit to say on two games. Um, I've been playing a lot of Deep Rock Galactic again. Um, I had an itch to start playing that like two weeks ago. I've been playing it a lot lately. Um, and uh, that's going well. I am finally getting to the point in that game where I feel like I have all, almost everything unlocked, which is uh, starting to feel bittersweet, especially with my Driller, which is my main class. Um, I have like almost nothing to unlock for him anymore. There's a couple things. There's some cosmetic stuff I need to need to get, but I almost have all of that as well. Um, and then some mods for my guns. But on that, uh, I'm, I'm pretty pretty supreme with him. I'm I'm fucking I'm done, um, which feels good, but also sucks because it was fun. And there'll be more content, of course. But it just it's you're gonna go through content lulls. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so that game is great, though. Definitely recommend it. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite games. I love that fucking game. So so smart and clever. Um, yeah. Let's see. Been playing Modern Warfare 2 some more whenever I have, like, uh, that's the game that, like, if I got, like, an hour or two, I can, like, hop in, do, like, you know, my dailies or whatever, knock some shit out. Boy, that is the, the game everyone works playing. Yeah. For sure, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are playing it. It's uh, it's definitely for a game that so many people were complaining about. There's a shitload of people playing it. Um, well, so Call of Duty's always had a lot of content. I've always argued this for a long time. People are like, why is Call of Duty so popular? I'm like, they offer a lot. Like, you buy one game, you get a shitload of stuff. There's been a couple that haven't as much, mm. but um, this one is definitely doing exactly uh, what I bring up when I tell people why it's popular. Um, it launched, it had the multiplayer, it had a campaign that people really like, it has a co-op mode, it has a bunch of bunch of stuff already, and then uh, Season 1 has come out, and uh, they added um, um, a, a Battle Pass, which has 100 tiers. I want to talk about that, because they did a really interesting thing with that. They added DMZ mode, which is essentially Tarkov Light. You uh, take equipment into a map, if you die, you lose that equipment. If you gather a bunch of equipment and leave, you keep the equipment, so there's a risk and reward aspect to it i'll talk about that in a sec and then they also added warzone 2.0 which i've played it's a battle royale um <laughs> and uh oh god uh they added a, a mode control they added like two or three guns they added a bunch of stuff this game is 
I don't know where you like you start if you want to play this. Like, there's so many games in this one game; it's insane. And they plan on releasing an expansion to it next year, so um, it's pretty crazy. Um, without talking about Modern Warfare 2 too much, um, I'll be more specific. Uh, first off, I want to talk about the Battle Pass. So everybody knows how battle passes work. I fucking hate battle passes, but they're better than loot boxes. Um, Play a long shot. <laughs> yeah, but I hate the idea of uh, content that should just be in the game, the unlock, being uh, held behind um, separate progression that in- it incentivizes you to give them $10. FOMO. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a shitty system, and, I, and it, it doesn't feel fun or organic or anything like that. So I miss games like, you know, back in the day, this was an old game, but like Time Splitters where, like, you just play the game, and whatever you do, you just unlock all these characters and shit. Um, nowadays, you know, there'd be a battle pass you'd have to slog through to unlock shit. Um, so anyway, the thing that they're doing with this one's really interesting. It's probably one of the best battle passes I've ever seen. So it works the same as most battle passes in the sense that you play the game, you have dailies, you have challenges that give you experience towards your battle pass. But in this, you start on one section of a map. And uh, in that, there's uh, four items to unlock and then a fifth one after you've unlocked the four items. When you've completed that chunk, which took five tokens to complete, you now have access to any adjacent part of the map. You can go any direction. So you can go like right, up, or, you know, diagonal. You go to the next uh, chunk of the map, and there's four things to unlock, and then a fifth thing after you unlock the four. So it takes five to unlock the whole chunk of the map. The thing I like about that is that you're not just going on a linear path to 100 to unlock everything. Maybe you have a limited amount of time. Maybe there's a specific thing you want to unlock unlock before something else. You can actually path your way to it, which I think is interesting. Now, again, I don't like battle passes, so I'm not like trying to say this thing's amazing. But the small interactivity of the battle pass, I think, is a nice touch. Mm-hmm. It makes it at least a little interesting. I can actually look through the stuff and go, all right, I got like six tokens. Let's go this way. Let's get that gun unlocked. It's not like, well, uh, 25, you unlock the gun. So I think it's uh, I think it's a much better system. A little more choice involved. Yeah. Um, instead of just going down a um, horizontal progression. Yeah, so there's kind of like a strategy to it, which I think is kind of neat. I mean, if you're going to, like, you know, no life it, you're going to unlock the whole thing. But maybe you're like, fuck, dude, I don't got enough time to play through this whole thing. But you want specific things. <laughs> maybe you're in your 30s and have a job. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I got the Vault Edition of Modern Warfare 2, though. So I got 50 uh, tokens uh, instantly. So Pay to win. Um, yeah, so I uh, unlocked half the, uh, not 50 tokens. I got enough to get... Halfway through the fucking battle pass. I was at 50%. And there's a last section of the battle pass that if you get 100%, you get access to what's in that. So there is a final section that you don't have access to unless you do the whole thing. So there is that incentive for the people who are going to, like, no-life it. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 a neat idea. Um, I'm glad to see somebody at least try and do something with the battle pass because they're not, they're not exciting. So they always just feel like an obligation it's not like a it's not fun gameplay it's just like you know, sex because they're in everything now too. i know and i like fucking even, hate it even final fantasy 14 has though there's no premium version mm-hmm. uh i was just like are we really doing seasonal battle passes in this too so they work people don't complain about it. well some people do but uh i just think they're they feel less um uh 
exploitative than like um, loot crates. My biggest problem is it doesn't feel like a gameplay element. It mm -hmm. feels like work. That's what I'm saying. It feels like an obligation for me. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I have to put in hours uh, to progress through this thing. And you could argue, well, that's what you're doing when you play a game, when you're progressing. Yeah, but I want to do that. You don't want to be thinking about yeah. hitting these checkpoints because then you're you're going to have that that fear of missing out or that mm -hmm. obligation or whatever. You just want to play a game because the game is fun. And if the game is fun enough, it, you're going to sink those hours in. Right? Yeah, I'll, so. uh, I'll, I'll grind the fuck out on a game if I enjoy playing it. I, yeah. I have a lot of hours in Deep Rock Galactic. I haven't thought about it. And Deep Rock Galactic has a, a battle pass as well, but it's free. So it's just content you unlock as you play, and then any, anything that was in that season gets thrown into the game after or when the next season starts. So yeah, it's how they, too. they have a yeah, so they have a better system in that regard, and they're not trying to. They should, but they they don't milk money from people. So um, anyway, it, yeah, battle passes just don't feel fun. They don't feel good, and so that's a that's a big problem for me. But um. Infinity Ward's trying stuff, and I, and I like that. So uh, at least they're changing it up. So, uh, yeah, played Warzone 2.0, though. There is changes that a lot of people are upset about because... Because change is bad. Warzone 1.0 was based off of uh, Modern Warfare 2019. They had, like, slide canceling, all sorts of, sorts of shit. So people expect Warzone to have that. Well, now that... Uh, Modern Warfare 2 has gotten rid of a bunch of that stuff and movement is a little more rigid, a little more stiff, a little more slower paced, even though I think it's super fast paced, but uh, it's slower than 2019's Modern Warfare. Um, that is translated to 2.0 now. So even if you don't want to play Modern Warfare 2 and you, you're like a Warzone person, you've inherited uh, Modern Warfare 2's gameplay into Warzone 2.0. So a lot of people are complaining about that. I don't, I don't fucking care. I like it. Um, Although I'm seeing videos of these people doing this move where they do the dive and they're able to fucking glide for a second because of it. So there's people just jumping in the air and flying through the air like Superman. Give people tools to figure out how to break them. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy how they try to do that. Before that, I saw all these like proto glitches where people were like trying to figure out how to like get movement to, to do weird stuff. Like uh, I saw a TikTok of some guy going like, this is a slide, slide cancel in Modern Warfare 2. He's doing all this weird shit with his controller. I'm like, people aren't going to do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, people are really desperate to get an edge on other people and try to game the the mechanics in the game. And this game has a lot of mechanics. So it's pretty much the same. They've changed a lot of things though. Um, but it's still a battle royale. So while, while I was playing it, um, I, I feel fatigued uh, still. Like, I'm just not in the mindset of wanting to play a battle royale. Um, so, yeah, that's not really doing a whole lot for me, but it works. It's still functional. They've changed the gulag, which is uh, different looking now. There's different things you can do there. I only went there once, so I uh, I didn't. Uh... Well, I only participated in it once. The, another time I went there, uh, nobody showed up at the gulag, and uh, it just put me back in the game. So. Uh, let's see. What else did they change to Warzone 2.0? I don't know. I barely played it, so I'm not going to talk about it a whole lot. Um, but they added a mode called DMZ. Uh, DMZ is Tarkov Light, essentially, if, you, if, uh, if you're familiar with that. I kind of explained it earlier, but uh, essentially, um, you go on a map, you do random missions against uh, uh, NPCs. There's other players running around the map as well, and you can run into them. So it's similar to Tarkov, kind of similar to Hunt Showdown. Uh, not as good as either, but um, uh, 
an interesting attempt at it. Um, and yeah, I've been playing that, and I like that a lot more than Warzone 2.0. Um, it's fun to uh, get geared up, get get guns that are called contraband. Those are guns that you can lose. Um, and then go in, uh, do a bunch of missions, and then uh, exfil out. Um, there's all these phones all over the map that you have to find, and when you activate them, they start up mini-missions. And you get rewards for those. Um, and so while you're doing that, you can still run into other players. Uh, some will spawn certain situations. So there was this one where um, uh, it was me and Psycho. We were, um, there was a boat we had to secure. Then we had to get in the boat and then drive it to a checkpoint. Okay. Um, as soon as we got in the boat and started driving it to the checkpoint, helicopter, helicopters came after us. And so we had to shoot at those while I was driving. They were shooting at it. And uh, once we get to the checkpoint, it completes the mission. And then you have, I think, uh, a match of DMZ is like 20 minutes. Um, so in that time, you have to do as much as you can, get as much gear as you can, and then exfil out. Um, it's interesting because there's predetermined sections on the map where the helicopter's at. And when somebody takes it and leaves, you have to wait for it to like, ha- it has like a cooldown, I think. Because um, I've been to one before where the helicopter wasn't there anymore. Or you couldn't call the helicopter, but then if you waited, you could do it again. But by the end of the match, I think there's there's less and less helicopters to leave, and okay. there's one exfil left. So uh, the longer you stay, the harder it's going to become to get out. To get out, yeah. So it's really interesting. Um, there's also like unique buildings that have keys and key cards to get into them, uh, which are known as uh, strongholds. And so when you're playing, you can find like a key or a key card or buy a key card. And then you can choose to do a stronghold. When you do a stronghold, it alerts people that you're doing it. And okay. so you have to expect somebody's going to show up. That's like the monster and hunt then, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's just like that. Um, you said monster hunt. I was like, hunter? Monster and um, hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of like that for sure. Because, yeah, as soon as you open the door, it's like, or you'll be playing. It's like someone is doing a stronghold. And it's like, half time, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. And I just like, go do my thing. But... <laughs> Uh, there's one time we were doing one and some dudes showed up and were fucking nuts on us. But uh, so it's definitely going to attract certain people who are um, feeling a little more aggressive with that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, DMZ is pretty fun. Um, I like it. Uh, there's people saying it's pointless, which I think is weird because when you play it, hopefully you're having fun and you progress the same as you do when you play Warzone or if you play multiplayer. So I'm like... And I keep seeing this point made. People are like, it's pointless. It's pointless. doesn't make sense to play it. I'm like, well, does it make sense to play any mode? Like, does it make sense? Like, are they all pointless? I'll say if it's accomplishing the same stuff as the other game modes, why? how is it pointless? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen a good argument on it. People are saying just playing it doesn't make sense. You don't like it, it sounds like. I think I think <laughs> some of the, the criticism is um, they don't see the point of going in, building up your gear just to leave and come back and possibly lose your gear or just get more gear. Um, it just sounds like, yeah, the game that's not for them. That's that's exactly what I said. I'm like, yeah. so just play something else. Like you're, But you're still progressing, so it's like it's, the argument that's pointless is stupid. Sure, it's just like I'm not a big fan of, of roguelikes for mm-hmm. a similar reason. I don't like the starting over constantly. Sure. Uh, it feels bad to me. So Yeah. 
And I kind of get where they're coming from in some sense because like Tarkov and Hunt, when you complete matches, you get uh, XP doing this as well. But you accrue money that you can buy stuff with outside mm -hmm. of the match. And in Tarkov, you can invest in like your um, your base. Um, and in Hunt, you can you can buy all sorts of like stuff and you, you get like perks you unlock and stuff. And so when you lose that character, you lose all that progression. Um, whereas in this... You just keep the gear you got and mm -hmm. go back in. You keep building up your gear. And that was made very aware to me when uh, I had uh, a large backpack. There's medium and large. You can carry more. Um, I had a police station key. I had a, a gas mask. I had all sorts of shit. And then I died. Um, and all that was gone now. So I had to go reacquire that again. Um, so, yeah. I, I just think people, they're just not interested in this yeah. game mode. Which is fine, about obviously, it, yeah. but... Yeah, I just think the Call phrasing pointless is stupid. Yeah, is the issue for sure. Um, but yeah, DMZ is fun. I like I like those kind of games. It does feel like a lighter version of the type of games I do typically enjoy more. But um, it's definitely welcome. And when it comes to DMZ and Warzone Two coming out uh, at the same time, um, I like the choices. They do kind of have some similar uh, similarities in in their their vibe. But um, DMZ is definitely up my alley. So. Um, if I'm kind of sick of playing multiplayer, uh, it's a fun game to kind of hop into and uh, have that option to play. So, And games like that need more competition. There's like Hunt Showdown, Tarkov. Uh, there's that Marauders game that came out that was so fucking uh, full of hackers that I that I refunded it instantly. I saw a clip of that on TikTok the other day. Yeah, people are playing it. Yeah. Um, I should maybe look at it again. But, uh, but yeah, my early impression was uh, it's too... Exploitive? Too prone yeah. to hackers. So I'm not going to give people my money and put time into a game that I'm going to get fucked over nonstop like that. So uh, so anyway, long story short, I think there needs to be more games in this uh, ecosystem. And uh, Call of Duty, even touching it, is uh, is smart because, um, you know, they should be. They should have their, their finger on the pulse on every genre. But also it kind of adds some awareness to this genre uh, for people who are maybe only playing Call of Duty, um, they might play this and be like, oh, is there other games like this? And yeah, there is. They're, they're much better. Um, but, you know, Call of Duty plays very well, so they have that going for them. Um, yeah, so DMZ is cool. And then, uh, yeah, new guns. They're cool. I don't, I don't have much to say on that. Um, Control is an interesting game mode. Uh, essentially, one team is attacking, one team's defending. There's an A and a B section. They have three sections apiece. A and then B has three sections. You hold the position. It starts filling the bars. I think once you get one of the three sections filled, it can't uh, go back. Yeah, it can't go that. back. And you're essentially trying to capture this point, capture this point. You can split up. You can have your whole team go to A and just take the point or all go to B, take the point, and then all go to A after that. Um, and then the team's trying to stop you. Um, I think it's okay. I don't know if I'll play it again. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy that they're adding modes uh josh hated it as soon as it started he was like i don't know what's happening and by the end of it he's like i don't fucking care dude i hate this i'm like all right so we we played it we stopped playing it um i don't know if i'll play it again i didn't i didn't hate it but it wasn't the most fun thing um oh they added a tier one which is what they're calling hardcore now um which is definitely my cup of tea i'm a hardcore player in most cod games so i was waiting for tier one to come out there's no HUD. Uh, pretty much one to two bullets kills anybody. Um, 
and everything just feels a little more hardcore, I guess, tier one now. Um, did pretty well in that. That's more my speed, so um, uh, definitely is advantageous for me to play that mode. But also, I wish they would add more modes to it. They only have like, I don't know, two thirds of the modes in tier one. And the one I really think should be in tier one is uh, Prisoner Rescue, which is essentially a mode, it's, it's CSGO. There's two hostages, you gotta grab them and get them out of there. That's not in tier one, and I don't understand why. Because that mo mode would be awesome with a slower paced, more methodical gameplay where you have to really like watch your corners and like be aware of what's going on. Um, so hopefully they add that, but uh, we will see. Other than that though, they got like Search and Destroy, which you expect, I would, it would be a crime against humanity if they did not have Search and Destroy uh, in hardcore, but uh, but it's there or tier one. And uh, I'm not gonna call it tier one. I keep calling it hardcore. Um, so yeah, I would like to see some modes come to it. Um, Knockout would be cool in there, but that's a really chaotic mode, so I don't know how well it'll do. Uh, domination on Hardcore is fucking atrocious because Domination is essentially Battlefield where you're taking three points constantly and everybody's okay. fighting over that. Um, and it's already a hectic mode anyway. I like playing it on Core, but in Hardcore, there's so many bullets flying everywhere that you're just getting... You're murdering and getting murdered nonstop. It's just fucking mayhem and not in, the, not in a fun way. Um, so... Yeah, maybe I'll keep that to core. But, uh, but yeah, all in all, that's all my opinions on the things that were added to Modern Warfare 2. I'm still playing it, still enjoying it. Um, I'm enjoying uh, the amount of content they added in Season 1. They also added uh, their new version of Prestige, where when you're 55, uh, you now pass it, and that's your first Prestige, uh, which they've done in prior Call of Duties. It's not the classic Call of Duty where you have to restart from the beginning. Um, now I'm like, you know, 60, 70 something. And now it's a blue number instead of a white number. Um, and then there, at a certain point, I don't know where it's at. Maybe it's another 55, uh, in you'll hit prestige two and maybe your color will change then. I'm not sure, but that's how they're handling it this time around. But that was added in season one as well. Um, yeah, all in all pretty cool. Having fun with it. And, uh, yeah, definitely enjoying Modern Warfare 2. Still haven't played the campaign. Um, yeah, then lastly, I played, I picked up and played, and I am not prioritizing this game because I have other games to play, but I bought Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. If you don't know what that is, it is uh, made by Fat Shark, the same people who made Vermintide and Vermintide 2. Arguably the best Warhammer games that exist. Uh, Vermintide and Vermintide 2 are fantastic. So uh, I didn't do a whole lot of research into Dark Tide before it came out because I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy that. What are you talking about? It's literally Vermintide 40K. Um, and that's pretty much what it is. Um, so, yeah, playing it is like a, a brand new, well, not that brand new. It feels like Vermintide. But um, in terms of, like, progression, the classes, uh, features, I did not do any research because I was just like, I'm going to buy the game no matter what. Like, I love Vermintide, Vermintide too. Um, and so far, it's really fun. Um it's really interesting though because so much of it feels like Vermintide because it has like it's it's a four player cooperative game. Um in case you didn't play Vermintide and this is similar, almost the same. Um it's essentially taking on and evolving the Left for Dead and Back for Blood uh now Back for Blood style game where you start from one spot and you go through and you try to get to the end. There's a bunch of hordes attacking you, uh enemy types will be sent after you through an AI in case you're separating, stuff like that. And so 
it, that's its core gameplay. The thing that's interesting is it's 40k, so um, there's still a shitload of melee in it. Um, every character is melee centric. They all have swords, axes, all sorts of stuff. But now they got guns, which is very interesting. And so did the enemies. Um, and so uh, you're running through, you're cutting through hordes or whatever, but you're shooting people. There's now like snipers and stuff that you have to look out for and pull out guns to shoot them. There's like assault rifles. Um, I think they're shotguns. I've never used one. Um, there's like s- semi-automatic <laughs> rifles. There's pistols, all sorts of stuff. Um so that changes up the formula. There's also a move now, which I think is interesting. You know how, like, in Left 4 Dead or, or Vermintide, you can, like, uh, block but also shove crowds? Yes. In this, if you block, shove, and hold the button, you'll shove and then swing. Okay. Which is, like, such a small thing, but I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. So, like, when crowds are pushing against you, you can shove and start hitting them, um, which is... Like I don't, I don't know. It's such a small thing, and I'm like, this is such an improvement. Like every single one of these games need this now. Um, you know, in a game where you shoot, I guess it's a little harder to figure out what you would be doing. But um, in a game where you have like a sword, it makes sense that you'd be swinging at them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's uh, there's four classes um, similar to Vermintide, where you play as um, I don't know the Warhammer people class names, but there's a uh, Oh God! Size something, Tecker thing. I don't remember. It's uh, essentially a, a mage class. Um, I don't even know what they do. I haven't even played them. They do like psychic shit. I think. Okay. Um, I don't know. 40K, Sarah, so. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah's playing that character. Um, I am playing a something preacher, and that's essentially a close range class that's uh, meant to jump into crowds and uh, and. Um, be able to swing at people and shoot at them, whatever. They're close range class. Um, there's, uh, oh my god, oh toughness. So the, in this game, you have your health and then you have toughness. And toughness is essentially a shield. Uh, when your toughness gets worn away, then your health starts getting eaten up. Ah, okay. And the character I'm playing, they have all these abilities to build their toughness back up while they're fighting. So it's essentially kind of like a berserker class. It feels like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. <clears throat> so that's who I'm playing. I'm I'm enjoying it. Um. Their their ability uh, lunges them forward and then rebuilds their toughness and then they have all these things that like when I attack an enemy my toughness gets rebuilt and mm. stuff so okay. it keeps you in the crowd you want to stay in the crowd to keep your toughness up. Um, anyone who's like a, a Warhammer fan but specifically a 40k fan is probably like this guy knows nothing. I don't. Um, just yeah, not, you, not pretending to know here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then there's a big dude. I forgot what that class is called, but uh, I, I actually I put like ten hours into this game, but I just played played the preacher. Um, Josh is playing the big guy though. They're essentially a tank. Um, they're meant to take a lot of damage. Um, it's funny to look at them too because they have like a knife, but it looks like a sword to the rest of the people because it's so fucking big. Okay. Um, Josh has a shovel that just looks like you could like dig the fucking uh, Grand Canyon with it. Like it's just like this giant fucking shovel. Um, I was like, who, who is making that shovel? Um, I guess those people would be making the shovels if they needed one. But, uh, but yeah, that one's really interesting. A lot of times it's me and Josh in the crowd because like, he's just tanking hits or whatever. And I'm sitting there fucking just hitting as much people as I can to try and keep my toughness up. Um, those big guys drive me nuts though. Cause a lot of times when I'm shooting, they'll rush ahead of me and I just shoot them in the back because now my whole vision is, is gone. Um, 
my whole view is obscured. Uh, and then there's a sharpshooter class okay. that's no one's playing. Um, and they essentially just do like um, they do more damage to critical points. Um, I think they're just like a ranged damage class. Um, I kind of wanted to play one, but they sounded boring, so I didn't. So yeah, those four classes uh, all look very different. There's cosmetics, not a lot so far, but there's cosmetics. You can change the way your character looks. You also make a character, which I think is interesting. Vermintide didn't have yeah. that. Yeah, so you I, played characters. Yeah, I actually spent a little bit of time making my character, so it's not like the most robust character creator, but it was enough for me to think about it. But it's Warhammer, so everyone's ugly as fuck, and I had to embrace that. So I just like made my dude um, the way he looks. Uh, I mean, they're getting their asses kicked constantly. Can't be pretty. So yeah, yeah. There's so many scar options for your face, and they're all like gross. Like your face is like like burnt or like it looks like it's been boiled or like scars all over your face or whatever. Um, you also get to pick a background story for your character through multiple sections. You answer questions. Um, and then there's some choices you can make or not make when you're making your character based off those choices. Like you pick where they're from, um, what happened to them to make them a prisoner. You're a prisoner in the game and you end up escaping and through certain means, yeah, (laughs) through certain means have to work for a certain person, um, through that. There's actually like a story, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, I asked you all these questions and I went through and my character essentially uh, was, I forgot what they're called, Habs? It's like planets or something like that? I don't remember. But um, anyway, uh, my dude like was isolated and started hearing voices and something else I picked made him like he's like super religious. So essentially I made Saltspire from fucking Vermintide. Um, my guy's got like a milky eye like Saltspire. Um, he's like preaching all this like crazy uh, religious stuff when he's fighting stuff like that, so it feels very at home uh, for me because I played Saltspire. This uh, affect anything while you're actually playing, or is it just RP? I think it's RP as of now, except for like I said, it, there's two choices for like hair color or eye color. I don't remember. I couldn't pick them because I said I th- this is locked for people who have only been from like or are only from this planet. Mm, okay. So there's certain things that are like hard locked. Like you can tell, like obviously they've made. Warhammer games before these are Warhammer fans, so they want it to be authentic, right? Um, which I thought was really interesting. Um, but there's three voices you can pick from. At least the class I picked had three voices. I don't know if it changes. I'm sure it's just three voices across the board uh, for male characters. Um, I didn't make a female character, um, and so you can really kind of like make your character sound a certain way based off of your backstory too. So that's kind of an interesting thing to kind of role play i guess your character like i'm not even that interested in like making a character that's supposed to fit in that world but by the time i was done i feel like i did um because when i uh was going through the options of like where i came from and one of them was like oh you you were part of a small colony that was like isolated or whatever then the next option it's like what was your you know call to to you know whatever like what what happened that got you in prison and like um I think the one I picked was like my guy started hearing voices and went crazy or whatever. So I was like, you know, he was isolated. He started hearing shit. You know, he maybe started hearing God or something like that. He started going nuts. And then uh, when I picked the voices, one of them was like this more preachery dude who was just like yelling and saying crazy shit. And I was like, perfect. I'll pick that. So I think uh, I think what, what that's helping with, though, and I think this is exactly why um, 
by the time you finish like Final Fantasy 14 as an example you get so attached to your your warrior of light is that you you have more attachment to this character because you've put more thought into making them yeah uh, including the background so even as you're playing the same game everyone else is playing that was your soldier i assume or prisoner sorry mm-hmm. um that went through this this adventure so uh, you'll have more connection to that to that character i think it's a good thing so yeah yeah it didn't hurt anything like the character creator is pretty decent you get to build a background you get to pick a voice mm. and it kind of makes your character feel a little bit more like yours yes um Instead especially when you you're playing as someone you're playing as you exactly like i remember salt spire's name but like i just know he's a fucking demon hunter witch hunter i don't remember what they're called in know, that that is that guy though. yeah exactly so. and so and he's kind of like a meme for me at least like i i'll just like quote him sometimes when yeah. i'm playing other things um Whereas, like, this is my character, which is pretty cool. And every time you make a class, you get to make that into a character. So at some point, I'll have four different characters um, that I'll try to make, you know, completely different. Yeah, if I ever get to a point I decide to pick that game up, that sounds appealing to me. Yeah. I don't care about 40K, but the character creator part is, is quite appealing at this point. Well, and you liked Vermintide. So, I do like Vermintide. Yeah. And I like the gameplay loop. Don't get me wrong. I just, like, my interest in, in the 40K universe is pretty yeah. minimal because I'm not really into big beefy fucking semi well tech semi. luckily you're playing as prisoners so there is no space marines josh was like saying like where's the space marines at like you know why why yeah, can't we yeah, play yeah. as one of those and i'm like we're prisoners dude like space marines wouldn't be here For this sure. is like suicide squad shit like this is like a bunch of down and dirty fucking uh dudes doing these like shitty missions where they're probably gonna die yeah, yeah. um whereas like you know if you want space marines there's the space marine game that came out there's uh death something i forgot what it's called i played that it was pretty janky but neat and then uh they're making space marine 2 i think mm. um so there's so much to warhammer but 40k that like you know i like that this can be its own isolated thing without seeing space marines for sure well and i also outside of my interests um i like what fat shark has done to the genre so oh 100 yeah. um the only one that I think is like the best, in my opinion, is um, oh god, you people like who make World War Z. World War Z. Yeah. It's just like phenomenal. It's it's what Left 4 Dead three should be. Um, but yeah, Vermintide is like it's hard for me to compare them because Vermintide feels different. Its combat is way different, but it's still the same principle. Um, so they kind of are like adjacent for me. But like something that's like more evolved from Left 4 Dead. World War C is the best. It's mm-hmm. so much better than like Back for Blood, but uh, but yeah, Vermintide's really good. The gameplay is like a lot of fun, and this is you know following that. So I think it's cool too playing. It's funny how much I don't know about Warhammer, but I p- play a lot of Warhammer games because like I'm one of like the four people who likes Inquisitor Martyr, and uh, which is like a Diablo style game that has a like, fucking cover system. Um, it's a really weird game, but that that game is interesting because you're playing as Inquisitors. I think the ship's called the Martyr. Um, and they're completely different than these prisoners I'm playing as. They're completely different than Space Marines. Mm-hmm. And to kind of talk on like how Space Marines are so much different than what I'm playing as in uh, Dark Tide, um, there's a part in Inquisitor Martyr uh, on one of the earlier missions. We're going through a ship where we're trying to figure out what the fuck happened, and they find a dead Space Marine, just one, and they make a big deal about it. They're like, what the fuck killed him? Yeah. Like, And so that kind of like added gravity to like, oh, Space Marines are like, motherfuckers they're mm. like badass as shit okay i get it um so it's kind of interesting but uh yeah anyway i uh i think it's funny how many people have made warhammer games 
And the quality of the games vary a lot because anyone can make a Warhammer well, game. It's like games, games Workshop or whatever yeah. that owns that IP. And they let anyone make a game for them, which yeah. is crazy. They're, they're a lot more flexible than um, Hasbro. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. Um, so. I heard they're losing a shitload of money. Honestly, not surprised. Yeah. They've been so bad at handling their shit. So for years, yeah, um, we're not talking about that though. But uh, no, I just bring, hearing Hasbro, I'm like, I heard they're like losing a shitload of money right now. They own Magic the Gathering, right? Yep, and Magic yeah. does fine, but uh, but here it's it, I hear it's not doing as well as it was. So oh, I'm sure. But um, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, so they license this to everybody. Yeah. Um, and you get these varying degrees of, of quality in games, but the thing I appreciate across the board of every Warhammer game I've played is they're so trying to be authentic to the Warhammer lore. Every single game like takes the lore very serious in the atmosphere. Like All these games made by different people all feel like they're from the same universe, which is really kind of crazy because like I'm playing like a game that looks like shit, and it still is like, tr- like I look at the ship, and now I'm playing... Uh, uh, Dark Tide. I'm running around the ship. I'm like, yeah, this feels just like that other game. Like these ship designs are like very specific, and the way people talk is very specific. And like, maybe you should check out some audiobooks. Maybe, maybe I I've slowly uh, become more and more interested in, in Warhammer through the games, which I think is really interesting. Um, I just really like how I don't know. There's like a confidence in in its lore. That that's that feels so unique. I don't know. It's I, I, it's it's hard to put my put my finger on it. But um, but yeah, this game has that. Um, it just also is like really well made. So mm. it's it's uh it's a lot better than the other Warhammer games. But uh, how did I get on that? Oh yeah, because you're playing as prisoners. You're playing as uh, inquisitors and inquisitor martyr and space marine space marine. Um. I think there's uh, there's room for that. So uh, progression in this works is like uh, at level 5, level 10, level 15, level 20, level 25, you get to pick one of three perks you unlock, um, which you get to you know make your build from, um, which feels a little slow. Um, but that's fine because that's essentially the only progression you've got outside of um, gear that you get, which, uh, you know, there's machine guns, all this stuff I already went over earlier. There's also chainsaw swords, which I think is cool. Um but then there's at level 10, 11, I don't remember, uh, you unlock curios, which are essentially augments, things that change, um, you know, 11% to your health, uh, faster regeneration to stamina, stuff like that. So, and you unlock uh, your first one at 11, I think, the next one's at 16, I think, and after that you can have three equipped. So you can actually start making a build based off of your perks and your curios. Um, so I'm interested to see where that goes. I'm curious to see if you'll be able to get any different abilities or augment them though, because like I like my ability, but I don't know if I can play to like level 25, 30, just doing that ability over and over and over again. I feel like there needs to be choices, different things. Cause like in room type two, you could like, there's like three different builds per mm-hmm. class. They added a variety of like, oh, I like playing this version of of this guy. And I don't know if this game has that. So, um, yeah. Last thing I'm gonna say before I talk about my criticism, and I'm kind of already kind of getting to it. Uh, but real quick, the soundtrack of this game is fucking awesome. It's full of bangers. It's uh, 
it's so so fitting it's like like cathedral music and like really epic like choirs and stuff like that but it's got like this electronic sound to it that's got like these beats that are hitting really hard and um some of the songs are kind of zany kind of weird kind of campy like um while you're doing uh missions every once in a while there's like these things you have to do um like there's like boss fights every once in a while which is which is cool to see but also um i forgot they're called but it's like essentially a skull that's a scanner you have to interact with those. They'll fly around. You have to follow it. And then when you get to a certain point, you have to pull out scanners and start looking for things um, in the area and then uh, upload that data to the skull and it moves to the next area. So there's interactivity. It's not just like fight through the hordes. Um, but anytime you interact with that skull, this one song plays. And it's it's good, but it's like so different than the rest of the songs in the game that like it just feels like you're on like this wild, crazy fucking hunt. But uh, the soundtrack is really good. So um yeah, that's awesome. I always appreciate, um, you know, music and, and sound design and stuff like that. Um, so my complaint about this game so far, though, is it feels repetitive um, more than than Vermintide. Um, now, I've only played the game for like 10 hours, um, but I feel like I've done the same missions a lot of times. A lot of times. Um, and there's not a whole lot of variability to them. Okay. There is modifiers. Uh, you'll see when you're picking the mission, it'll say like, oh, this has this happening, or this has this happening. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm playing a lot of the, the same missions over and over and over again. Um, I am leveling. I'm getting equipment. I'm getting my perks, all that stuff. So I'm playing for that reason, and the gameplay is fucking awesome. But the missions, it's just the same ones over and over and over again. And I remember Vermintide and Vermintide 2 before like the DLCs came out, you know, had like six campaigns, little mini campaigns to go through, maybe five, like not a whole lot. So, um, yeah, I feel like it needs more. I don't know, unless you're just like me or like a big Warhammer fan, I don't know if like the average person would stick with this game for very long, unless they just like really like the gameplay, which is pretty good. Even the shooting feels pretty decent. Um, but like the melee combat is like awesome. It feels so satisfying to lob heads off chop legs off mm-hmm. all that kind of shit um it, i mean it plays just like vermintide and it's the same thing except for you're fighting like you know humanoids dogs big dudes throwing grenades and shit so um so yeah that's uh that's kind of uh wearing on me a bit is uh just kind of noticing that i'm playing this mission again playing this mission again playing this mission again um so yeah not a big deal I'm I'm down to grind, but when I was talking about this earlier, I kind of alluded that it's not my highest priority. Uh, God of War is. Um, when I got a little bit of time, I play you know Call of Duty. Um, I've been playing Deep Rock Galactic, so it's kind of low on the ladder for me. But uh, when I get when I do play it, when I have played it, I've been enjoying it. But um, uh, hopefully, there will be more variety the further I get into the game because I can already see it's uh, I can, I can see its formula. And I don't know if it's going to change a whole lot. So, But overall, I'm liking it. I would definitely recommend it, especially if you like Vermintide and you want to play I like a very dark sci-fi uh, version of that. Um, this game's 100% up your alley. So, Yeah, and uh, yeah, if it goes on sale or you get interested in it, I would definitely recommend it to you because um, it's Vermintide, but, uh, but different. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's... Uh similar problem i'm having with pokemon is like a priority system basically Mm -hmm. and it's just not there compared to other things i want to play right now so yep that's where i'm at i I mean i played it for a little bit because i bought it but uh at this point um there's certain games that i'm like 
oh, I gotta fucking play that. I gotta play that. Like now, I gotta, I gotta grind. I gotta or games like God of War. Like I gotta play this now because more and more I'm seeing more and more shit on the internet for it. So I don't want it spoiled. But this game, I'm like, I could not play it. And I'll mm-hmm. come back later and you know pick up where I left off. It's not like a I gotta play it right now kind of game. So, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Rob's been playing it a lot. I saw. So he didn't fucking hit me up or anything. I'm actually surprised because uh, he usually doesn't buy new games. So yeah, but I'm pretty sure he liked Vermintide. So he did. It makes sense. I just mean like his spending habits. It's a yeah. little unusual for him. So obviously he had some hype going into it. I'm assuming. So I haven't talked to him about it. Yeah. Yet, so yeah, you have to invite him or something at some point because I keep seeing him on there. And it's been me, Josh, and Sarah playing. So we could definitely use a fourth because this game has bot support but i haven't found a way to play with bots it just throws you online with people and there's not somebody there it'll throw a bot until someone can join which i kind of don't like because i would i sometimes i'm like i don't want to play with people because yeah these kind of games people aren't paying attention and drives me nuts because i'm like a really team oriented person even when we played vermintide uh and we had a couple of randos before they would just yeah yeah <laughs> they're just gone yeah people do that do that in this too but also people don't pay attention to the objectives like all the fucking time i'll be doing the objective and like people are just off fighting things i think they're like they think they're thinning the horde or something like that i'm like dude every time i get hit i can't continue the objective you got to keep them off me like why are you fucking 100 feet over there fighting shit like, get over here, make sure things aren't attacking me. Or fucking you do it, and I'll do that, because I, I know what I'm doing. Um, not to rant too much, but, like... Uh, it's the same reason people don't do objectives and shooters. They're just yeah, kill-focused. It, it, it drives me fucking insane, because, like, uh, that can that can make or break complete a mission. If we can't get the objective done, you can get all the kills in the fucking world. It doesn't matter, because if we fail, we don't get the... We don't get the full experience. So it's just like I get frustrated because I'm like, oh, my God. And especially it's like not even like a skill thing. Sometimes people aren't that, that great, and that's fine. I'll, I have no issue like, you know, trying to help out with that. But uh, when the team's doing fine but people aren't paying attention, I'm like, dude, this is so avoidable. Like this is just like just negligence. It's, I don't know. It's annoying. So anyway, uh, sometimes, rarely, but sometimes I would prefer a bot over a person. Um, and it would be nice to like have a private game. So if that's a thing, let me know in the comments. I'm playing on PC how to do that. I haven't explored it too much. But when you queue up for a game or mission, it just throws you in. And all of a sudden, other people are popping in there. And you ready up or you don't ready up. So, yeah. Yeah, Dark Tide's fun, though. Um, and that's all I've been playing. So, you got anything else to add? All right, let us know in the comments what games have you guys been playing? What games are you looking forward to playing? What games would you recommend us play? Have you played Pokemon? Let me know what you think of that. Let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. All right, we got a lot of videos to watch. These are all like five minutes of piece two, so let's start getting through them. Those videos are Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion Official Features Trailer, Battlefield 2042 Official Development Update Trailer. I'm going to be really interested to watch this because I hear some people are saying Season 3 of Battlefield 2042 is going to bring it back. We'll, we'll find out. Then we got a Wild Hearts official gameplay trailer that describes what we're going to be doing in the game, I think. Best type of trailer. And then they're all this, which I'm actually pretty stoked about. That's why I pulled them all. And I have other videos, too. I need to do a, need to do a fucking TLG react. So there's so many videos I need to react to. And then lastly, we got Arc Age 2 reveal trailer and interview breakdown. This will be interesting because I think we are at the very beginning 
of MMOs coming back. I um, sure as fuck have been trying. So we will uh, discuss Arc Age 2, but also maybe discuss the state of MMOs. But uh, before we do that, let's watch Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion official features trailer. To kind of put it short, I'm going to speak for you. Uh, neither of us played this, Crisis Core. Didn't have a PSP. Because we didn't have a PSP. <laughs> This is a game we both wanted to play. They are bringing it back. They are uh, building it from the ground up. This isn't just a remaster. It's a remake. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think we're both interested in playing it. Um, this is going to go over features they're adding to the game. Um, so, uh, yeah, do you have anything you want to say on this before we watch the video? Um, not too much. I just uh, I know that, you know, the biggest thing for me with this game was basically I missed out on some, some prequel storytelling. Mm -hmm. um, I have kind of heard that the gameplay aspect is is okay um it has some systems I've, I've heard that aren't so great in it but uh we'll we'll see how that that is with this version of it obviously because it is a different one or if they just stay true to that that old game um either way i i'd like to pick it up because i have a uh investment obviously in the seven storyline so mm -hmm. um as much as i have mixed feelings right now on remake but we'll see what the next game uh, does for that so yeah um same though uh, i didn't play this when it came out uh, i wanted to play it um and it never looked like it was gonna be like a great game when it originally came out but like i wanted the story i wanted the characters as gockton which i'm uh, a fan of uh him and so i thought it was really interesting that they put him in the game um what's his name angeal genesis i i don't know something something like this that game at all um what was his fucking name? Where am I getting those names from? He's one of those things. He's one of those two names. Um, always want to know that story a little bit. And uh, yeah, never got to play it. So I'm stoked to play it. I know they're changing it up and modernizing it, though, gameplay-wise. So uh, I think it'll be a great way to finally get to experience the story. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to play it. So uh, anything else? All right, let's watch this. This is Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion official features trailer in 3, 2, 1, and go. Quite an upgrade. Yeah, that was a, quite the transition. That was actually a really good way to do a transition. Yeah. I oh shit, it. look at that. It's funny because it doesn't look as good as Final Fantasy VII Remake, but it still looks good. It it's a big increase. Yeah. Better. Uh, visually. That's fucking crazy. I'm seven had a, a ridiculous amount of summons, so. Alright, quick and to the point. Very brief, yeah. Yeah. Alright, what do we think? Uh, very flashy. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get a whole lot of that uh, gameplay-wise, though. Uh, I The the visuals of it is really good. It, it does look uh, more consistent with mm. the way Final Fantasy VII is now. Um, I am glad to see all the crazy summons because that's as much as I love um, newer Final Fantasies. Something older Final Fantasies were really, I think, better at was just like an abundance of of these things. Uh, they kind of minimalize that a lot now, mm -hmm. and understandably, it's 
I'm sure development hell uh, with newer games to make the amount of shit that used to be in these old games. But uh, yeah, no, it looks cool. I uh, I was gonna pick it up anyways, uh, which may end up being a gamble. We'll see. But uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure with everything said, it it's looking way better than the original one. I like that the trailer actually teaser. I'll I'll call it. Um, yeah. uh, showed the older. Uh, the, the original game and the new version because you really see there's a huge difference between the the graphics. Um, Gameplay is looking smooth though; it's looking good. The cinematics look really good, um, which makes me excited to experience the story in you know a, a more HD, more modern way. Um, I do uh, like that you know they they remade seven, so it has uh, it kind of followed more the the Advent Children visual style of Final Fantasy seven um with the remake and so they're kind of doing the same here with uh with this it's kind of adding a lot of connective tissue between all the properties uh the newer i mean advent is not new but you know what i'm saying like they uh they they took that style and made it into a game that uh this you know looks more akin to the remake now um it definitely feels like they're trying to make all the properties actually feel like they're connected yeah feels more cohesive yeah. and so uh this is following that um which i think is really cool um it's also really neat that they're able to remake seven um did well for the most part and now um they're adding even more to that story with bringing this back um and yeah that'll be cool uh the summons are looking really cool too i'm glad they redid uh the animations i mean obviously they would have to redo them but if they're exactly the same as before I wouldn't have even noticed. I mean, I, I, uh, you know, didn't play the original, but um, that they're, you know, reimagining the whole thing. I think is really interesting as well. Um, and yeah, it, it was a really short trailer, but I think it packed in a lot uh, in that one minute, which is kind of wild. So I'm happy with it. And uh, yeah, I, I honestly can't wait to play this. Although I still haven't finished Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, yeah, you need to just do that. It, it became uh, something that I was like, I'll get back to it, I'll get back to it. Now it's been so long that I'm just like, I need to just fucking sit down and play it at this point because like it's not it's not a priority thing anymore. It's just not on my list now and I need to put it back on and play a game like you know, God of War Ragnarok. I couldn't even think to play another game like that right now. So another like, you know, story heavy, long investment game. So um so I'll have to beat seven before I play this, but I do want to play this. I think it looks really cool, um, and I'm excited to play it. So, anything else? Nope. All right, that was quick. Let us know in the comments what you guys think of Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. That rolls right off the tongue. Uh, what do you think of the trailer? What are you most excited about? Did you play the original? Um, are you excited to play this? Maybe you play the original and you're not excited to play this. Maybe you don't like the way it looks. Maybe you don't like what they're doing with the combat or something like that. Um, and. Uh, yeah, let me know everything you think about in the comments below when it comes to Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. All right, next video we got is Battlefield 2042 official development update trailer. Um, this is going to go over what they're doing with Season 3, I guess, and the changes they're making. Um, I've been vocal about it, but I don't talk about it anymore because I don't play it. And a lot of people have been vocal with Battlefield 2042. And essentially a lot of the changes that they made with Battlefield... Um, and a lot of uh, those changes not being well received. They implemented this operator system where you play as different operators and every operator has a specific ability, but then you can kind of like have uh, your kit load out um, 
with all the things you'd expect from like classes in Battlefield, um, you know, like medic stuff or support stuff. And you kind of make your operator into any of those things. A lot of people didn't like that, me included. Um, and apparently they're getting rid of that system completely and going back to the original Battlefield system where you play as like, you know, um, a medic or an assault or whatever, um, which, you know, seems seems like a quite the quite the change. But um, this is a Battlefield and it should be like Battlefield. So that's one of the things they're changing. Uh, I think this video will go over. Um, but yeah, they, they made so many mistakes with uh, 2042 that I think they're just trying to um, salvage anything that they can from this because uh, I don't think it did well compared to prior Battlefields. And for me, personally, the last two Battlefields have not been that great. I would say I think with the last two, um, they're probably in damage control mode. Yeah. Yeah, for the brand, but also this game. This game should be being supported right now, and it is, but supported for people who are wanting to play it, and I think the uh, general population of the game is pretty low. Uh, it's even coming out, I heard, to Game Pass, which that's not really an indicator of anything, but it does show that they want people playing the game, right. so much so that they are not selling it as a premium game. They are, but like they're also allowing anyone to play it on Game Pass for less, so... Uh, that tells me they need players, um, which, you know, overall, I want Battlefield to be good. I want to play Battlefield. I like Battlefield. I think the last good Battlefield was Battlefield 1. It was. It felt inspired. It felt like there's a reason it existed, whereas, like, 5 uh, felt soulless, empty. It, it, it was functional. It worked just fine. Uh, the graphics were gorgeous, of course. Um, but then Battlefield 2042 was even more soulless and more vacant and felt unfinished. So anyway, uh, we'll watch this. We'll get the info and then we'll discuss it. Um, and just so anybody who might not know, uh, knows, uh, do you have interest in battlefield? Do you like battlefield? Uh, would you ever play 2042? Um, I used to like battlefield. Mm. <laughs> uh, I've kind of fallen out of it. I don't play a lot of, I don't have a drive to play competitive games anyways. Yeah. So, um, I would have to be in the right mindset, but, uh, you know, if, if it turns out to be a good game, I would probably pay attention to it and possibly play it. But, mm -hmm. um, I don't have like any desire though. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. Um, I kind of already went over it, but I, I loved battlefield. I would like to play the newest battlefield. So if they can, I'm not lost. If, if they can make this good, I would come back and play it. So, um, I'm hoping for the best. Sure. So, all right, uh, let's just watch this, and then we can talk about it. This is the official development update trailer. Three, two, one, go. Let's have it then. Hi, I'm Alexia Christoffi from the Battlefield 2042 development team. We hope you've enjoyed season two, Master of Arms. As it draws to a close, that marks one year of Battlefield 2042. That's crazy. In that time, we've heard you. Your feedback has been instrumental in how we've been able to evolve and improve the game. So thank you. We're really proud of the work so far. And so any players that haven't jumped in yet, you're going to be able to do so. This is what they should have done with fucking Battlefield 5. As we hear you, thank you for your feedback. Yeah. Holy shit, they learned. Like fucking, people are like, hey, we don't like this in 5. They're like, hey, dude, you're, you're just, you hate women and you're bigots. Fuck you. And now they're like, oh, we hear you. We're working on it. I just want to say that real quick. I appreciate that they're that they're they've changed December, their tone. There will be yeah. free access periods to Battlefield 2042 across all platforms. 
Whilst with the launch of Season 3, Battlefield 2042 will be available for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and EA Play subscribers. Today, we'll be giving you a further glimpse at what's to come what in Seasons 3 sucks. and 4. But that's yeah, not where the Battlefield 2042 journey is going to end. We're already in pre-production on new content that will come after Season 4 next year. After Season 4, okay. But now, on to Season 3. We'll be revealing it fully later this month, but in today's development update, we'll talk to you more about our areas of focus and what to expect from them. Starting with core gameplay and the return of the classic and familiar Battlefield class system that will arrive later in Season 3 as part of our 3.2 update. Since we confirmed this, we've seen thousands of comments from you all. We've collated and reviewed them as a team to help validate our plan, and we've held extensive internal playtests along with bringing in members of our community to discuss, test, and play with these rework changes in place. So in our initial release, you'll see the move back to the class structure with needed balancing work, as well as the first set of design changes. Each class will receive class equipment and class gadget of choice. Weapon proficiencies will become available and provide gameplay benefits for each class. For example, Recons will be better at holding their breath whilst aiming down sights with sniper rifles. One of us is down. Irish moves to support, while Crawford moves to engineer. Irish will take Crawford's current trait, and so Crawford will receive a new trait geared towards engineer gameplay. Okay. We want Rao to fit better within the recon class, so to achieve this, for duty. we're improving communication between Rao and squad mates to highlight when targets are vulnerable. This work will continue through season four, with more design changes to other specialists, balancing changes, as well as new content arriving to fill class like gadget choices. Round one again, except for they got a game build. Continuing in season three will be the addition of more vault weapons, a wide collection of portal weaponry unlocked through assignments. At the start of season three, you'll be able to fight with the XM8 from Bad Company 2, a German assault rifle hugely effective at both medium and long range. There will also be the A91 from Battlefield 3, with its high rate of fire and a little bit of unpredictability. More vault weapons will then continue to be added throughout seasons three and four. In seasons three and four, we'll continue to bring evolved versions of our existing maps from launch. You're already playing these reworked versions of Kaleidoscope, Renewal and Orbital, and in season three, you'll get to play on new versions of Manifest and Breakaway. Let's take a look at how they're shaping up. Hmm. Manifest will be the first map update you'll receive during season three. It brings the flags closer together, helping to address the feedback that we've had from players and improve the flow across the map. So there's bringing the HQ flags closer the to the action, the maps now getting too. you in the mix and on the objective much sooner. It's like they released the game too early. Cover has been <laughs> updated really across the map, continuing so our efforts to bring an wow. updated war-torn feeling and giving you the ability the to move securely around thing. the point. Which is good to Up hear. on the hill, we've reworked the uh, number of structures, destroying the radar station and giving you a central point of focus so. when attacking or defending this objective. Uh, realistically, Meanwhile, so down at the far, docks, it actually we've reduced the number of cranes mm -hmm. to help create uh, more focus and to increase the value of holding the high ground. I'm still not a big fan of like... With improvements made across the level to our lighting and visibility, like this, new paths to traverse between flags and a brand new rush layout. Mm, um, I just Look forward to Manifest's update when it drops me, in Update 3.1. Right. Then, later in Season 3, we yeah. return with our biggest overhaul yet. Breakaway has been reworked to it see one like of our favorite play spaces relocated to a new test. location. For a year, Oil like, rig now sits much closer uh, to the I'm, action. Like I'm at glad the foot that they're, they're making glacier, it better, hopefully. But with new ways to assault the rig and the new maps on board the deck, 
We've ensured that like one of our best features sees a lot more action. Well, aren't these old maps? Down in the town, forward? we've arranged the flags to create better objectives. In the game. Bringing new have, cover, reduxes, destroyed vehicles, them. and cleaner oh, navigation okay. to keep the action so. flowing. And over on the glacier, we've simplified the area to help keep things moving, introducing they all new paths through the space and two new flags, including this downed condor this inside looks like an ice huge cave. Difference, though. Yeah. With new ice and snow shaders, this is a huge overhaul for Breakaway, and you'll deploy here later in Season 3. The reveal of Season 3 is just around the corner with a new specialist, new battle pass, and more in Portal, as well as new hardware tech, events, experiences, and more. I don't even care about the more. new content. I just want to know how they're fixing the fucking game. There will also be a new, smaller, tighter, infantry-focused in a location new for the Battlefield franchise, what they and one close the to our hearts here at DICE. Viseas for Slogfeldet. And that's it from me today. In addition to everything we've spoken about, we will continue our commitment to ongoing quality of life and performance improvements in all our updates. Should you be able to do on that? behalf of all the teams I continuing mean, to work like on Battlefield 2042, we can't wait yeah. for you to get your hands Standing on Season the 3, then Season 4, and I'm beyond. not saying you should be able to. And for those of you who haven't jumped in yet, People you can play free this December. See you on the battlefield. This guy, they do, they do crazy shit with the physics and stuff, but then he was just standing on the back of the helicopter while the propeller was flying into him. It was kind of wild. Yeah. That video actually went pretty quickly for me. Yeah. Because the information was interesting enough. And, and constant. Um, what'd you get from it? Um, what I got from it is uh, they're trying to make a game that people want to play, which is great to hear i'm sure that want. is always the intent right mm -hmm. but i like it actually sounds like they don't want to give up on the game yeah which is good because if especially with five it kind of felt like they were like they released it and they're like all right we're done with it so uh, but this one um and maybe it's just a philosophy change at ea in general but it seems like they're trying to make a more long-term game which is good um i think I think people are getting burnt out on annual releases, and I think it's starting to show in game development as well. So, yeah, um, especially when you have something like you know, a good example would be Apex. How long has that game lasted now? And it's still oh, wow. doing fine. Like so, um, Fortnite. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you could do that with a Battlefield, or I mean, even Call of Duty's doing expansions now. So like Battlefield Four is still played yeah. a shitload. Like they have successful Battlefields. And so, like, they have to look at, even if you're like, no, 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 these ideas are great. Like, these new ideas are great. Everybody's going to love them, blah, 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 blah. And you look at the performance. And like, why is no one playing it? And you look at the comments. People are bitching. You're like, well, they, they're probably wrong. And then you look back and you see Battlefield 4 still being played. Battlefield 3 still being played. Battlefield 1 still being played a shitload. Yeah. Like, even that alone, let alone the other FPSs that have been out for a while and existing. Like, yeah, you got to look at it and go, fuck, dude, we got to do something. Yeah, and I know a lot of it, too, was them trying to compete with other genres of shooters, but Battlefield isn't other genres of shooters. It, it's Battlefield. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, it should own what it does. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of intrigued, to be honest. I, mm -hmm. I'd probably uh, be curious to, to check it out if maybe if I, uh, you know, see it pop up on a, a decent price, maybe I'll pick it up anyways, so... Yeah, I think they're going to... Didn't they say they're going to do um, some, like, free weekend type shit to get people to play it? I think they said something about that, or maybe I read that. I'm not sure. But uh, and it's gonna be on Game Pass, so that's a that's a good way to get people to play a game with a no no investment or little investment. But um, that's interesting that you that you're even slightly interested in it. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so this this is a game that I should be playing. So um, it was interesting to hear what they're doing to try and get uh, essentially people like me to come and play because I sh- I'm in their demographic. I should be playing this game. Um, and overall, uh, it does feel like, oh, it's a little late for you to be doing all this. But at the same time, I always preach that I just want good games. I don't care. Uh, you know, if, you, if I, I don't like the habit of releasing games in states that, that you know, are not uh, desirable. But at the end of the day, you want a game that wasn't received well to do a No Man's Sky and, and become the game that is undeniable. And I don't know if they'll do it, but I want a good Battlefield. And they are making some big changes that I thought they would be stubborn enough to not make. Um, I don't like the operators that they that they had. I don't like that system. It completely sucked away the essence of classes, that feeling of, of team synergy that Battlefield's always had. Big battles where you're relying on medics and, and engineers and, and assault and stuff all doing their thing. Um, when anybody can be that, any operator can just do whatever the hell. It just felt... It felt like Call of Duty. It felt chaotic. Mm-hmm. And so that they are completely pulling an older Ubisoft and going, oh, you don't like that? We'll, we'll fix it. That's great. I also kind of went off on a thing. I, I didn't mean to just pause and start talking, but uh, the tone of how they're talking to their community is promising. I'm glad that they are saying, hey, dude, we're listening to you guys. We're, we're going to try and work with you. Like, that's all you need to do. So that's also good. Um, the changes to the map's interesting. It's It doesn't mean a lot to me because I didn't invest time in this game. So I didn't get to play those maps over and over again and have my own criticisms of them. But uh, if there was enough criticism of these maps for them to completely redo them, um, first off, that's pretty crazy. But secondly, that's crazy that they even would do that. Uh, I've seen a couple games change some things on the map a little bit like oh this hallway doesn't work very well so they add like a a barrier somewhere because people are getting shot too much in there but they're like completely redoing huge chunks of these maps and they're changing the graphics too which is wild um that shows a dedication that uh they're not just trying to flip an asset to make some money off of it but they're like trying to get you to come back and fucking play this game and so um yeah i i might come back especially if they do like a free weekend type thing or like a, a trial uh to to let me try the game again or maybe I, I have game pass i'm not using it but i have it um i i am interested in checking out and seeing if it's the battlefield or at least something similar to the battlefield that i that i originally wanted from this um because uh, uh there's not a whole lot of games that do what battlefield does like battlefield so and this game didn't do it either so uh, i'm looking for that modern battlefield experience and i'm hoping they can do it because uh, it's missing it's missing from the from the ecosystem of games um like call of duty's doing great for me right now i'm really enjoying call of duty but call of duty's not battlefield it's not they're, they're not even the same games, there yeah. is a battlefield mode i forgot what's called <laughs> i why the fuck can't i remember it in uh call of duty but it's still it's not battlefield it doesn't feel like battlefield battlefield has a distinct feeling and so i hope they can nail it um I'm glad they're sticking with it because it, it has worked for smaller uh, companies and devs. Uh, so if you, oh, see, play free right there in December. December 1st to 5th. Yeah, so I'll have to check it out. Um, it's It's been done by, by people with less means, so um, less money, less uh, people. So um, they can do it. 
if other people can do it, they can remake this game into something that people want to play. And I'm glad they're doing it. Um, there's been a couple games, Anthem, EA, also like same same company that they just abandoned because they're like, this ain't working out. Get rid of it. And they're like, oh, we want to do 2.0. No, fuck it. Get rid of that. They could have very well did that with this as well. They're not. So they did it with five. So I, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Five. They were like, okay, okay. We want a little cartoonish. We're trying to be Fortnite. And then people just didn't play. Like, okay, fuck it, dude. Let's just start working on the next battlefield. Um, and they probably don't want to do that again. So I, I commend them on that because I was, even though I wasn't an Anthem dude, if they would have made Anthem good, why the hell would I play it? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I was I was looking forward to 2.0. I'm like, yeah, dude, like, you already built the game. Make it into something. And then EA's like, fuck that. I'm like, eh, you guys did that dirty. So they didn't do it here. I got to give them credit. And uh, I will try the free uh, trial for this game to see where it's at. Because, um, yeah, it's cool. So overall, definitely interesting. And I hope they can pull it off. Anything else you want to say? All right, listen in the comments. What you guys think of the... Uh, Official development update trailer. Are you playing Battlefield 2042 right now? Uh, have you played it in the past? Did you never play it? Tell me why on all those things. And uh, what do you think of the current state of it? What do you think about the changes they're making? What changes would you like to see them make that they're not making? And or maybe things you're hoping for. And uh, what could get you to be playing Battlefield regularly? Let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. All right, next video we got is Wild Hearts, which is, uh, as a lot of you guys know, the... Um, monster hunter like game that uh is being made uh this is the official gameplay trailer which i think is going to give us uh some information on the game um we've covered this twice now i think and i think we're both in the camp of it looks cool we'll see uh we don't like the box and uh we both like monster hunter a lot so um i think we're both hoping that this game will be cool but i don't think either of us is like super hyped on it Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I don't mean that in like a negative sense. I just, it takes a lot for me to be hyped in general, so. Yeah. Um, but like if a, if a new Monster Hunter got announced, I would be fucking ecstatic. Sure. So uh, this this has to earn earn my interest, but. Uh, Comparing a proven to an unproven IP. Exactly. So, so. <laughs> and I'm, I'm hoping uh, for it to be awesome, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's it's really interesting too since they announced this. They've been rolling out trailers and info and a lot of shit. Like, they're ready to get this game out. So, it's kind of kind of wild. So, um, that's where we stand. We're going to watch this, and uh, we will talk about it. Anything you want to add? Mm-mm. All right. Let's watch this uh, Wild Hearts official gameplay trailer. Three, two, one, go. Gameplay not fine. Evident silver, ancient ancestors, extraordinary technology. The Karakuri can be found across this land. Though they still worked when I was a child, Dang. it has been a long time since anyone could figure them out. That is, until you. Harness nature's energy, wield this ancient tech, unleash the power of the Karakuri, and shape them into new forms. Bop. 
That fucked him up. I imagine in time how you use these karakuri will change the very way you think about the hunt. Like the karakuri itself, you must be adaptable. And like the kimono, you must be ferocious. I think the character models everything looks really good. I think the monsters are kind of generic. Set your trap and bring down these giant beasts. They're not bad. I just maybe I'm just advised. The karakuri can be used for more than battle. They are your tools Damn. to travel with great speed. That would not be a smooth ride. Gather resources. No. No Build your skills. They mm -hmm. can even guide I'm glad you they're doing something they different, right? Like that's, that's yeah, they're trying something. Yeah. I think it's correct. But Karakuri alone may not be enough to bring down every beast. What did they do? Cuts, and together, so. tame a world gone wild. Yeah. Oh, we got a gun. Yeah. Jeez. Not the best trailer. I'll say that that trailer was totally a mess. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was kind of all over the place and. Could have been done better, but uh, but yeah, what'd you think? Um, so I am glad to see more variations of the the tool that you're gonna use or the katakuri mm -hmm. uh, that is constantly you know being said <laughs> over and over again in the trailer. Um, yeah, the trailer's just like katakuri, katakuri, katakuri. But in original ones, we only got to see like three or four variants or something mm -hmm. like that. So it was nice to see a bunch more variants, which does make it a little more interesting. Um, I'm still not 100% sold on the idea, but I haven't played it, so like, you know, maybe I'll love it. Who knows? Uh, that being said, I do think the you know, gameplay loop, I, I'm a fan of anyways. I, I like mm -hmm. Monster Hunter and Monster Hunter-like games, um, even if I'm, like, a good example would be like Dauntless. I'm not in love with Dauntless. It was fun enough. It was fun enough, yeah. Um, you know, same idea. This could be the same thing. Uh, has this trailer made me want to be a day one buyer? I'm not 100% convinced on that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it did show more. And I do think I have a, a stronger interest now. Uh, I, I, need a, I need a proper gameplay trailer, though. This was really hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah, it was rough. Um, you talking about the day one thing is interesting because I thought about that. I was like, I'm bad about that. Like if it's, if I'm even remotely interested in a game, I'll buy it day one. But uh, um, it, it's in a weird position because like if you're invested in Monster Hunter and you love Monster Hunter, you might play this out of curiosity. Like oh, I want maybe you've done everything. You're like oh, I want more Monster Hunter style games. But at the same time, I could see the opposite of going like, well, it's not really adding that much. Like I could just keep playing the game. I already got like you know hundred thousands of hours into right um so there there might be a lot of people who are like ah, i don't know i'll see how it's you know what people say and if people don't say they'll forget about it but uh uh yeah i'll probably pick it up day one but yeah i could probably wait a little bit on this and see and maybe wait for a sale because like i'm not super excited for this game but i do want to play it 
for sure. So it is that just kind of made me think of that. Um, overall, yeah, I think the dare I say the trailer was a mess. Um, not not done. It was all over the place. Uh, let's see if I get a comment about that. Um, but uh, what I saw in it was cool. We see this uh, porcupine monster that uh, that is interesting enough. I mean, it's essentially a porcupine with some crystals out of its back. We see a gun, which is interesting. We didn't see that before. Um, it looks like it just kind of shoots orbs, but um, might be cool. Uh, we saw the hub, so we do know we're getting a hub. Um, I certainly hope so. Similar to Monster. Well, it could just be like an open world where like there's like a camp or something. I don't know. But it does seem to be following the exact formula in that regard. And uh, we saw a lot of the uh, Katakuri that uh, they talk about a lot. And it does seem to do a lot of cool utility stuff. Um, not really seeing anything that I'm like super excited about when it comes to that. But we saw some kind of like um, fan thing that was happening with it. That was blowing air up. Um, see a launcher, which we saw before, which I think could be useful in fights, but like a one-time use launcher doesn't seem like something I'm, I, I don't know, a situation where I'm going to be like, oh, make sure to get that thing ready for this. Um, but in the moment, it might be cool to use. I don't know. Um, and yeah, we saw a lot of little details here that, that, that I think look interesting, but still overall, I don't think I have like big hype for this game, but I do want to play it. And uh, yeah, they should definitely make a better trailer though because this was kind of not great but uh but it's fine i don't i don't hate it but overall it's okay um anything else nope all right let's know in the comments what you guys think of this trailer what you think of the stuff they showed off in the gameplay uh what are you hoping for when it comes to wild hearts uh, are you excited for it? you're not excited for it let me know everything you think about in the comments below when it comes to this and uh do you like monster hunter i need to know that part because uh, everyone's also someone, someone will talk about this game and you can tell they're a monster hunter fan they're just like expecting things to be like monster hunter which is not too crazy considering um it's a monster hunter like game very obviously going for that slice of pie yeah all right so last video we got is arc age 2 reveal trailer and interview breakdown arc age the original one was a free-to-play korean mmo that uh we played back in the day um we weren't like huge fans of it, but we had played it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are finally getting an Arc Age 2, which is interesting. But more so, I thought it'd be interesting to watch this, see the state of the game and where it's going. Because uh, it's been so long. I mean, I played Arc Age a long time ago. Um, but also, uh, kind of joining the greater conversation we've been talking about for a while now, um, it seems that there is uh, interest in trying to bring MMOs back. It's um, definitely a push, yeah. When I say that, I don't mean MMOs are... I mean, I think the genre is dead, but um, I don't mean specific games are dead because there's obviously legacy games that are just kind of hanging out and they got their fan bases and they're still there and some are dwindling and some are thriving. But um, it's a market that uh, is well past where I would argue Battle Royales are right now, where there's just no room in the market unless you have a great idea. We're past that with MMOs. That happened. You couldn't really break in. Now nobody wants to really break into MMOs um, because it's huge. Uh, it costs a lot of money. takes a lot of devs. Expensive. It's hard because you have to make these big worlds. you got to keep people in. It's, it's a difficult thing. But there's a time where there's like a new MMO coming out like every week. Everybody <laughs> was trying to get in on it. It was like Battle Royales. Um, and so... Living in like a post MMO world, um, it's been interesting to see uh, a couple people um, trying to trying to do it. Which I think, if you can, it'd be a great time because the only competition you have is 
older games um, that are doing great. But like, if you could bring something to the table, um, now's the time to do it. You don't really have competition in terms of new games. Uh, you have New World, Ashes of Creations coming out. There's another one I saw recently that I think is already out, or you can at least play early access of it. Uh, that's trying to be like a traditional MMO. Everybody's like trying to go back to old school MMOs, which I think is interesting. But I also think people need to be uh, innovating. And then, of course, uh, we heard the. Um, I, th- I think it was just leaked that uh, uh, NCSoft ArenaNet is uh, working on a Horizon uh, MMO for Sony, which I'm very curious about because that's some big name, big money, the, big talent. The Bandai Namco one just had a dev stream recently too. Yeah. So uh, there's already attempts uh, at MMOs. There are whispers of MMOs coming. And with that, uh, Arcage 2 is also... Uh, on its way. So, uh, with that kind of all out there, just kind of wanted to throw that in the air, get you guys thinking about MMOs and the state of MMOs. Um, do you have any thoughts on this before we jump into uh, uh, Arcage Two, uh, but also MMOs? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that I am an MMO player. Yeah, being that I Final still Fantasy. play Final Fantasy fourteen, and I've played virtually every MMO on the market uh, to some extent, some more than others. Uh, an example, Arcade 1, I played a little bit, so I have mm-hmm. no, like no deep knowledge of the game. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I like the idea of MMOs. I like living in a world and, like, you know, basically living this, this life of, you know, this character. Um, that being said, it's really easy to screw up the formula too because uh if you make people like any game make people feel like they're wasting their time they they don't want to log in so i think it's one of the biggest problems i have with almost every mmo not almost every but many of them is they feel like they're just keeping you busy they just want you to stay in their world but they're not doing enough to invest you in their world Mm -hmm. and of course there's cases to be made for Guild Wars 2, Final Fantasy 14, World of Warcraft, uh, Elder Scrolls Online. But um, I think some of those games even lack like social features. I think that is what, what people really need. Like New World doesn't really have like social features. You're just existing in the world with other people, questing, and it's fun. There's PvP, all that kind of stuff. But um, you need to feel like this is like like home. This is like your second like life almost like if you're going to be playing full-time not full-time but like you're playing an mmo like a shitload and you're going to be sticking with it you need to you need stuff to do in that downtime we're not just doing like raids dungeons quests yeah i know and i don't participate in it myself but i know a lot of people rp in final fantasy 14 it's a very big part of the game um that in grand theft auto online true so Wild. these these social experiences you're talking about they mm-hmm. are happening at least in Final Fantasy 14. I think some does happen in PSO too. Um, I'm kind of out of the loop on that game. Well, that's just the kind of the kind of thing too. Is if you give the tools mm. to be able to do that. I mean, a game like Grand Theft Auto. And Grand Theft Auto. People are making servers where they're like walking around it's like I'm the cop here. I'm the whatever. Like mm. you know, people do that because the game has offered you a huge map. With a bunch of stuff happening, a bunch of tools to realize these situations. And MMOs should also be like that. Not like Grand Theft Auto, but offer you worlds where you feel like you can exist in them 
and and mm-hmm. not just go like, okay, today we got to do the dungeon. Yep. Okay, I got to get to level 50. Like, so, yeah, I think that's something that uh, if you're going to bring an MMO out now, I think that's something you really need to think about and not just offer content to keep you busy. Well, and I, I think this is what we're seeing a lot with uh, specifically World of Warcraft where they focused for years now on um, – the hardcore players only mm-hmm. that the uh, the bigger money maker, the casual audience, um, has been alienated, um, and so which has got to be a tough balance, hundred percent to do. Like it's not an uneasy thing. So I think it's important to do both because uh, there are people like myself. You know, I don't I don't do a lot of the um, uh, RP and stuff like that in Final Fantasy fourteen, but I, I do log in weekly to raid. Because I do enjoy that aspect, and every mm-hmm. time the story gets released, I log in for the story, which um, for me is the most important part of the game. So, yeah, um, yeah. So, anyways, with modern MMOs, though, I would say, um, you know, for fidelity's sake, I'm excited, you know, for a new MMO. Um, but I do think there are things that need to stay traditional, and I do think there are things that need to evolve. Um, because you don't want to just keep making the old games over and over again. Mm. But there are systems that are tried and true for a reason. Um, there's been, for example, a lot of people have tried to break out of the the Trinity thing. And every time that happens, someone ends up trying to figure out how to be a tank anyways. And tries, you know, tries to be a supporter healer anyways. So. You yeah, have the mindset that you can break out of the Trinity. I still think you could do it. But every could. attempt that people have made has not has not worked. Not because the game doesn't allow it, but people don't want to. Yeah. Like you said, they will make tanks. Yeah. Uh, Guild Wars 2 mm-hmm. got away from the Trinity. And I remember when I was playing that like hardcore when it first came out, I'd be doing like endgame dungeons. And people were specking to make their people tanks, healers, all sorts of shit. Um, and getting through dungeons easier because of that Trinity. So the Trinity just fucking works. Mm-hmm. The people want to be doing it. That I feel like if you if you want to get away from the Trinity and make an open world game, you should maybe just make like a survival game. Those have popped off and done really well, mm-hmm. offering similar experiences to MMOs with less less people uh, in in a server, or uh, make just a, a big cooperative experience that's not an MMO. It seems like MMOs through the amalgamation of all the experimentation on the genre have become pretty defined in some core philosophies that people who want to play a Moe's are going to want to do. And the Trinity seems to be one of those. Yeah. Well, and, and you don't have to like follow that, uh, to such a T that you're like, this is the tank character. Yeah. But I do think the tools need to be available for a person to be a tank and be a healer and stuff like that. And obviously games are doing this. I'm just vomiting out information, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, so you could have a, a class that maybe there is a, a you know, a spec or a version of it that does you know support stuff and a spec or a version of that that's damage and then another version that's tanky. And then people can have those choices. I think uh, an example of this, even though I wasn't a huge fan of the game, but like Rift um, had crazy skill trees that pretty much just kind of let you make stuff um, mm. and stuff like that's good. Uh, getting too complicated, the casuals go away. So you have to find balance there again. I'm not a dev. I don't know how to do it, but. Yeah, I know uh, people who it's not an MMO, but like similarly in that regard, I know people who flat out wouldn't play Path of Exile. Yeah, it's it's a bit much because the skill tree was just like so fucking crazy that they're like, I don't, they 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 weren't interpreting it, and if they stuck around longer, they would have been able to. But but on 
on access to the game, they weren't interpreting it enough to be able to know if they liked the game or not. Yeah. So they just went like, I don't want to fucking invest the time to learn this. And they just left. Yeah. And, you know, this is just, you know, an opinion of a, a consumer, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I love the genre. I'd love to see new ideas come to it. Um, I've tried the new ones that have come out. Uh, I have positives and negatives to both. Uh, specifically, I'm going to say New World and, and Lost Ark. Um, you know, New World just doesn't have content. I mean, that's really what that game's yeah. missing. You can I can forgive the cup, cut, copy, paste uh, towns. I can forgive the the grindiness uh, to an extent, uh, but you need more variety. It is worth mentioning that New World has its expansion. I haven't played since then. True, and I know they're actively working on the game to to improve upon it, and I'm happy to hear that. Um, I felt like when I played New World, and I liked New World, but definitely had some weaknesses, um, but it felt like a game of uh, ideas and features, but it didn't feel like I was like in a world. Yeah, I just don't think it was ready to come out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it's just like concepts that weren't yeah. finally tuned to an experience that was going to keep me long term. Yeah, plus it blew up video cards. It, yeah, though part of that is the video card's fault as well. But yeah, yeah I I play every other game no problem. So that's really interesting that that one game. It's not a good problem issue. to have as a, yeah. as a dev. Um, and then with Lost Ark, uh, the game's fun. But the uh, the end game systems are a little too RNG for me, and I don't the, like that. The end game killed it for me. I was fucking loving that game. Yeah. I, I cruised through it. I was having a blast. I set up a guild. I was like, this is gonna, this might be a long term MMO for me. And then I started playing the end game, and I gave it a good like two weeks mm-hmm. participating with it. But like the flow just fucking wasn't fun. It's just not for me at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, the gameplay was fucking great. Yeah, plays great. The quality and everything was awesome, but like the structure of the end game was just like it felt like a fucking wall. That it's like, all right, figure out how to get. It's over a this lot wall. of like work, right? Um, and I don't mean that in like time-consuming matter, but it feels like work. We talked yeah, about this exactly. a little bit earlier yeah. too, with work versus enjoyment. And I didn't enjoy collecting all these resources to gamble for stat uh, uh, changes like i don't like that so yeah i mean i i will put fucking hours and hours and hours into your game if i'm like having fun but as soon as you take the fun away from me and you promise me like well your character's gonna get stronger i'm like yeah but who gives a fuck man this isn't even i'm not even having fun yeah and this is not me saying it's a bad game it's me saying it's not for me that end game is not for me yeah we're being we're being critical of the two games or at least i have been um but i like both of them no, agree. They just have things that, as a modern day MMO, couldn't keep me. Yeah, no staying power. From, yeah, exactly. For me. Yeah, that's why I still play fourteen because I that, that game, even though I can take breaks from it, and it's designed to let you do that, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I do decide to grind, I don't feel like I'm wasting my time. Yeah. Um, and it's a hard balance for sure. Again, I'm not a dev. I just know when I play that game, I I'm not pulling my hair out out of frustration, as an example, or like being bored. Yeah, and if I am, I can shut it off, and there's no FOMO. So, um, yeah. a lot of, a lot of things there they're doing right, and I hope you know, obviously, people going forward. I have a lot of hope for Ashes of Creation. Uh, they are really um, constantly talking to the people who are in the beta test and stuff like that. So there's a lot of community feedback there. Super important. I wish them a lot of luck. I would love to play that game. It has that an old school fantasy feeling, which does not exist right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you could argue World of Warcraft, but I hate the graphics of that game. 
Yeah, I've never been a fan of the way well looks. Um, and then, yeah, the for, in the anime genre, the the Bandai Namco one looks okay, but the classes seem kind of basic. So I don't know about staying. I haven't on kept that up one. on it. I so. recently watched it. The combat is it's a legit MMO. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. They might just be throwing the word because I always when I first heard about it, Bandai Namco, I'm like, you're making an MMO. Yeah, it might end up being or a cooperative game. How like, Destiny is, you know? Yeah. Where they call it an MMO, but yeah. it's not actually an MMO. Because yeah, Destiny's yeah. not an MMO. No. Um, the philosophies are there, but the Yeah, the it's world inspired is by MMOs for sure, game. yeah. But it's just a cooperative shooter. I mean, yeah. like, it's a looter shooter. Yeah, which is with uh, I like that stuff. Uh, oh, God. Um, it's just a service, life service game. Yes. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, and then, yeah, with I didn't know Arcade 2 was coming out. I probably could have assumed because... Uh, I heard about it a while back, but there's there was nothing on it. Yeah, they, I just uh, heard that they were working on. it. I know when it, the first one was coming out, the big like draw was at the time was the sailing part, mm-hmm. and now that's just a, like a Korean game staple apparently because Lost Ark has sailing as well. So if people want to be on boats, well, at for least some reason at least in Korean games they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, we'll see. I I uh, I get an idea obviously after we watch this, but yeah. yeah. Pretty sad my piece on that though, so let's watch this and uh, get our opinions on it because I don't know anything about it outside of that I played the original. So, this is Arc Age 2 reveal trailer and interview breakdown in 3, 2, 1, and go. The people who make um, the game we just talked about. <laughs> oh, I can't remember I, it. I think Cacao is a service like Steam. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Boats. Mountains. I think this is on Unreal 5. So this is definitely a jump compared to what I was expecting to look at the original game. Yeah. I love the color tones. Yeah. It has a realistic look. I like that. What was the gameplay though? Oh, there we go. Yeah, it also has a similar look, yeah. Weird. So this has uh looks like an action combat system. Yeah. Crazy. Interesting. Unless that was a cinematic. Is that the whole thing? They're gonna talk, I think. Don't know who that is. It looked good. What's up, dude? Yeah, KG2 is a seamless open-world action MMORPG and a sequel to the globally acclaimed Arc Age. The game is being developed as a multi-platform game that you can enjoy on both PC and console. Oh. Where important features that you're focusing on Arc Age 2. This is for people listening. Our primary focus is on action packed combat, as well as production for an immersive storyline. We are targeting AAA tier visuals with Unreal Engine 5. I mean, it looks really, really good. That looks fucking great. Nintendo offer a non linear progression based seamless open world experience. 
can't run those words together. I was trying to catch up. Are there any changes in the lore or the story? Arcage 2 shares the same lore as Arcage 1, however, the storyline progression is not the same. While Arcage 1 is centered around a narrative storyline, Arcage 2 will focus more on a personal adventure and personal stories called Black Desert 2. It has a similar timeline to Arc Age 1. It will portray a period when Aurora was first discovered. And people are starting to settle there. Interesting. The storyline will involve discovering and solving mysteries of an ancient civilization. Oh, that uh, have been forgotten for thousands of years. I was looking at the visuals. Yeah. Leaving it to blend with the natural environment. Do you have any game content you would like to introduce? Arcage 1 uh, trade runs... Whoa, what that say? Arcage is 1. Go back, go back, go back. Arcade one. Arcade 1's trade runs were enjoyed by many players. Okay, trade runs. Uh, but the system did have some flaws. In Arcade 2, we intend to enhance the trade system. You gotta go. No. Okay. So that the players are able to do trade runs alone, in teams, or in raids. Interesting. Another popular feature of Arcage 1 was the housing feature. We plan on improving it by adding more customizations. That's good to hear. Allowing players to live in towns with their friends and even creating their own towns with their guild members. Ooh, that's neat. Is there going to be instance? Because if it's neat, I hope it is. We would like to express our gratitude to countless users from all around the world who have supported Arcage. The development team is working really hard to meet, your, meet you again with Arcage 2. We appreciate all the support. Thank you. Let's take a look at the gameplay again one more time. Okay. <sighs> Things in my head I'm trying to lose. <laughs> this one's it was so brief that like I felt like I didn't take it in fully. I mean this looks in game. The the vistas are gorgeous. Yeah. The idea of being able to and that's the trade run I'm assuming. There's another MO I played back in the day it had like like trade route stuff you had to do, which is interesting. No, it's a different game. Um, but the idea of uh, building towns and, and houses up with your friends, uh, depending on how they do that, sounds really fucking cool. I would hope it's instance though, because just existing, I don't know how you can do that. I'm believing that was combat. The parry and the finisher. I mean, it was probably just like a pre-rendered scene, but it feel it 
looks like it's an engine, so it's yeah. probably going to be be a feature. Um, all right, what did you have on your mind? Well, so first off, uh, the visuals are really good too. The yeah. Unreal Five does that. Uh, yeah, everything's coming out on. I'm like, <laughs> it looks great. I'm like, I guess this is just gaming if you're doing Unreal Engine Five. Yeah. Uh, the The fantasy is like the type of fantasy I like. Mm-hmm. Like the game visually and like the stuff in it so far that I've seen is like right up my alley. Um, trying to not get too arrived because I yeah. t- I like to be a little hesitant when it comes to Korean MMOs because same. They usually have f- systems I don't like in them, um, so I'm. But I'm hopeful because visually I'm I'm really into it. The combat looks fun. The enemies look cool. The environments look great. Um, the idea of housing and having your own town and stuff is a really cool idea. I really hope it's instanced. Otherwise, we're gonna end up as, with uh, Star Wars Galaxies again. Yep. And I don't want to do that. Um, I don't know, man. It looks really good to me. I'm uh I'll probably keep my eye on it now. I that was a nice pleasant surprise. Yeah, um it looks modern as fuck. I mean I can just say it looks good for sure, but like it looks like like a modern ass game. Uh the idea of it being an MMO is really exciting to me. Um without knowing the details of the MMO, the systems, how they're gonna monetize and stuff like that, I can't allow myself to get super excited for it because um kind of what you're saying with the systems thing i was very excited for black desert online before it came out and then it came out and i tried to get into it and i just couldn't um there's so many little systems a lot of auto systems a lot of just systems in general that make that game um not appealing to me but like visually looked fantastic um so you know looking at this i'm like you know i I can't get too excited just based off the visuals but honestly everything i'm seeing looks like great Everything here is stuff I want to be doing. Um, the graphics are good. The style is really cool. The combat looks good. The enemies look good. The environments are fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Um, we're seeing other people on screen as well, so they're already showing the concept of playing with people. Of course, it's gonna be an MMO, but like you know, when we're talking about in-engine uh, pre-rendered stuff, it looks like other people are playing there. So it it just kind of adds more to that. This is an actual game. Um, for me than just like a concept video, even though probably just is. Um, but yeah, the, the visually I'm fucking sold. Like you release this, you say it's an MMO. I'll be playing as soon as it comes out for sure. Also with the focus on, of it being on PC and console, the only, hopefully the only other word you got to throw on there is cross play. Cause final fantasy 14 does it. And for some reason, other people don't. And I think it has been nothing but beneficial to 14. Well, in ESO, is on everything, but not crossplay. But they don't play together, Mom's and it's support ruined it, such yeah. a fucking uh, misstep that I think they should put all their effort in to remedy that if they can. Um, because You're like just making your community bigger, yeah, and that you need community for a successful MMO. Mm. Um, ESO would be even more successful than it is now if I could play with people who are on Xbox and and, and PlayStation. Yeah, um, it would be so fucking dope. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I was surprised when they said console and PC, uh, it's not crazy, but, um, you know, I just expect still that MMOs are just going to come out for PC. Well, yeah, I mean, um, new world and lost Ark are on PC. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, and both of those could be on console. Um, but then again, even saying it's gonna be on consoles, not enough. 
is going to be crossplay because yeah. that is that's huge. That's something that other MMOs aren't offering. That's a huge edge if you're going to try and sell a brand new MMO. Um, so yeah, that's a good point. This is so fucking good looking. Uh, yeah, the the environments are are wonderful. Yeah, they're like not even just graphically, but like the design I like too. It's like it's yeah, they're they're designed yeah very well and it's and it's not just like and i keep bringing up black desert online but that was a game that conceptually i thought looked really good mm-hmm. but like it's it just looked realistic i was impressed by the graphics i'm impressed by these graphics but i'm also impressed by the visual style the concepts the the structures the buildings the vistas everything looks like whoever the art is uh, you know director is uh i like what they're doing yeah so um that's that adds even more to just going oh it's shiny looking um true <laughs> I also like that this is coming from a dev that has worked on a prior MMO that uh, I think is still around. He's talking about like people are still playing it. Um, so we're getting a pedigree with the dev, which gives me trust in this game because I have played Arc Age. I didn't think it was amazing. I didn't think it was bad, though, back in the day. Mm. If that game has existed long enough that they're willing to make a new one that's you know this much better looking... Um, I kind of feel a little more safe in their hands when it comes to um, a live service MMO um, because they have that much experience. So that's good to hear. Also, um, them talking about adding the customization with the housing. I don't remember housing in Arc Age. I that was so long ago. But uh, it's it's good they're even talking about it. Uh, the town thing. I'm waiting for the details on that. But um, the concept, if done well, uh, could be huge. Um, I would like to see someone get creative on how you can even do that in MMO and make it just work. Um, there's a lot of variables to that. Yeah. I just, I really like the idea of like, if I wanted to play like, you know, with, with our friend circle mm-hmm. and just have a town of, for us, yeah, that that's amazing. That'd be idea. fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. That would be so cool. Be cool. If you could like find a plot or an area and decide to start building and maybe even like give off like, um, you know, lots, uh, in the area for people to start, you know, pick the type of house they're going to have, start, you know, customizing or whatever and fully build out a thing or, you know, even have shops with NPCs and stuff like that. That'd be really neat. But then like, where do you put that? Is it just there? And can other people build there or, is it instanced so like when we enter you know this area but then like why is it even a town if other people can't enter it so it's like it's tricky unless they have like um i don't know that would be almost stupid but like like a, a canyon with an opening and when you enter it it's like oh you're entering this town now and you go to like an area that's like an instance area or is it just like you teleport to your town and it's set up in that area yeah i mean i know with like keep bringing up new world because it's a newer mmo but with uh with new world uh the houses are um phased in so they're not always the the same people who own it and stuff it could be something like that where it's just like phased in um so it'd still be like uh instance for the people who who own it but if you don't own it you would just see someone else's type of deal I don't know. I didn't, I didn't play New World enough, but I remember hearing that houses were phased in or whatever, which I thought was really cool because um, it makes it feel like the town that you're in is being lived in. Um, when you can go up to the house, you can click on it, and there'd be a list of owners of that lot, yeah. and you could click on theirs and visit their house. Yeah, which which would be cool. It'd also be interesting if they had a predetermined area 
that you can do that that's phased in like that but then like there's predetermined areas where like a store that anyone can go to is at Mm -hmm. um so people can go through your town and do things at the at the you know um, vendors and stuff like that but keep passing through but you know maybe this time they pass through it's like your town somebody else's town yeah different setups that'd be interesting there's a lot of like uh i'm sure anybody who's just like yeah just put the town there who cares uh the technical aspect is the part that i'm really kind of struggling with that's the interesting part for me yeah, I don't wanna, how, I don't do you, how do you do it i don't want to play in a game where like there's just people's houses literally everywhere yeah because then it was the aesthetic it would feel like you know you're playing rust and there's just like a shack here and there's someone who built a wall across there you can't pass that area and aesthetically you got this gorgeous world but then like people build it's subjective but like somebody's town looks like shit so like you're like oh, god that kind of ruins how this looks for me so yeah it's 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 tricky because well, then like are you building a survival game are you you know you're also getting to a point where there's like especially especially if it's free to play there's finite space mm-hmm. like so exactly uh, which is a problem Final Fantasy fourteen has with their housing is there's not enough there's more players than lots mm-hmm. so um, I don't know I'm sure they have a plan but yeah. um, I am curious to see how that comes to fruition because it is a very um, promising prospect but it's also um, can also be a nuisance if they do it wrong so yeah yeah I agree um. But yeah, outside of that, uh, overall, this went from something I'd heard of to definitely on my radar now. Mm-hmm. Um, me and you are both fans of MMOs. We want new MMOs. We want new good MMOs. Not just Don't just make one to make one, although I'm kind of desperate and would like to see what you, what you got. But because um, I used to try them all out every time a new one came out. I'm like, oh, try this one, try this one, try this one. Um, but now because of that lull in, in MMOs coming out, it feels like people are being a little more careful and hands-on with the MMOs they're trying to make. Um, and so this is definitely looking like um, a very, very uh, big effort on what they're doing. And uh, I hope I hope it's good. Um, I don't know much about the trade thing that they talked about that was really popular in Arc Age. Like I said, there's a couple, couple of MMOs back then that had like these trade route things that you could do. And so I'm getting all mixed up now. I'm thinking about it, but I'm glad that if that was a popular feature, they're bringing that back. If it's something that was defining of the original Arc Age, you'd expect it to be in this, and so they're bringing it back. And that makes sense. Um, but yeah, outside of that, uh, everything looks great, and this is a game that I hope uh, continues to uh, have me interested. And in. hopefully, when it comes out, it, uh, it it's solid and doesn't have an end game that chases me off. Because uh, you know, there's some games I would like to be spending more time with that. Uh, I just don't want to continue the way they've designed the game. The design is so fucking important. It's you can have gorgeous graphics, awesome combat. The combat in this looks great too. It looks awesome. But you know, if you got weird free to play systems that feel like not even just predatory, but like just stunts the progression, then like what am I hanging out here for? So yeah, um, hopefully to, they're they're smart about it. I'm definitely curious to see the actual game itself and not just the the visuals because um like visually i i think it looks great but yeah they yeah, they nailed it it looks great it needs to feel fun mm-hmm. and yeah like you said all the things you're going to interact with in the game need to make sense and not feel like a chore so yeah um this that is where i'm hesitant because uh so far many mmos uh fail in that regard yeah yeah i agree with that Overall, though, uh, definitely a good surprise. Mm-hmm. I am definitely interested in this. So, uh, you got anything else to say? No. Uh, 
another one to keep an eye on outside yep. of Ashes of Creation for me. So yeah, yeah, it's exciting seeing uh, people are finally attempting MMOs again. Um, I know there's a couple little ones out there, but uh, yeah, no big budget MMOs. So um, although if this game does well, I, I will be curious to see how it affects New World because New World's in this weird mid area where like it's a new MMO, it's interesting enough, you want to play it, but also it's not as fully featured and um, uh, I don't know precise in what it's trying to execute as other games that exist already so um, if another modern MMO comes out that can give you that uh, better design I guess uh, it might cloud people's uh, view on New World so we'll see I don't think New World has uh, too much to worry about in that regard I think their only concern right now is just retain and, and gather people at this point because they've already kind of lost most of their, their players uh, from the initial launch. Yeah. Yeah, I think the biggest thing with that game is the the vision, the focus. It was not, it's all over the place, so doesn't know exactly what it wants to be. Um, yeah, so let's know in the comments, though, what you guys think of Arcage 2, reveal trailer and interview breakdown. Is this a game that's looking interesting to you? What do you think about the console and PC uh um, versions of the game. I uh, think there'll be cross-play. Uh, what are you hoping from it uh, in terms of features? What are things you want from a modern-day MMO? What do you think about the graphics? I assume you think it looks good. I think it'd be hard for anyone to say that game doesn't look good. Um, what do you think about the combat? Do you like an action-y game, or do you want it to be a little more uh, you know, traditional in the way that it plays? And how do you think they'll do the uh, social stuff with uh, customization of houses and towns and uh, how should they do that? Uh, if you have some ideas that we didn't go over, definitely share them. Or an article that came out that covers that. Sure, yeah. If you got info, like legit info, fill us in because I'd like to know more about this game. And yeah, let me know everything you think about in the comments below when it comes to Arc Age 2. Are you excited for a new MMO? What do you want? Let me know. All right, it's that time again where we read your comments and we reply to them. If you want your comment to be read for sure, type in hashtag AskTLG, otherwise I read at random. We have uh, the last taste cast that we did where we covered uh, Project The Perceiver, uh, which is a open world uh, Chinese themed uh, action game. Uh, we talked about Forspoken and uh, Evil West co-op, which comes out very soon. I'm excited to try it. We got some comments. I'm not going to read them all, so make sure to type in hashtag AskTLG if I don't read your comment. All right. So let's see. First one we got is from Tom B. It says, I'm 10 hours into God of War, and damn, it's amazing what they still can achieve on the PS4. Def taking, definitely taking my time with it, playing on PS4 Pro, and it looks like a native 4K. Um, just kind of wanted to throw it out there because you're playing on PS4 and it's interesting because we're playing on PS5 and it's good to hear that, uh, that you're enjoying that experience. Also, though I'm playing in performance mode, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. Um, but 10 hours in, you're probably further by now. You're probably beating it by now. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I said before, I'm like 14 hours in. So, and I can also confirm that, uh, it's a game. I can't talk about it. I was about to say something. Um, but yeah. Definitely glad you're enjoying it, and uh, it's cool to hear that it's running great on PS4 Pro. Sony's knocking out of the park with that because Horizon Forbidden West ran on PS4. I hope they well. can make games for their own hardware, but yeah. But they're no, I know, I know. They're still impressive on PS5 too, so it's like they're not really cutting corners for sure. Um, so that's really cool to see. I know a lot of people had uh, worries about that because, like, you know, obviously third-party people uh, did not handle it as well. So yeah. 
All right. Uh, let's see. Chevy said, shout out to my sleepy. Had a couple beers. Can't breathe out of my nose. Voice. He did. He had a couple beers while we were filming. And uh, I try to avoid that because uh, I have to conduct an episode. I have to think about the routing of the conversation and the topics. It becomes hard when I drink. But you get to sit and just kind of talk with me. So I also have pretty decent self-control. So Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a rule for the show anyway. I don't... Uh, I don't let people drink a whole lot when we film. So, because we one time experienced it, let everybody drink as much as they wanted. And uh, it, I think it's the only episode I've never put out. I, I got rid of that episode because it was, it, it, there was no conversation really that, that was good enough to, for me to share. <laughs> but uh, we had fun. So, uh, sure. that was, that was a good time. But yeah, I got like a two beer limit on a filming. I don't let people drink beyond that. Um, and then, yeah, news are sleepy, sleepy. Breathe out of your nose. You breathe out of your nose? Almost never, unfortunately. Yeah, your nose fixed. Um, let's see. There's another one I wanted to read. Okay, so we got one. I can't read the name. But uh, they, they gave some information that uh, was actually pretty uh, interesting uh, in terms of the perceiver. Uh, they say, and I got to get a little closer. I think so it's two-part. They just, uh, it's not two-part. They, um. Just say historical prototype is oh, very okay. similar to uh, a name. I'm not going to try and say. You can check the name on Wikipedia. Gotcha. But uh, they just give some uh, info because I don't know anything about this. They say uh, the Chinese game seen in the video is from the end of the Tang or Tang Dynasty around uh, 907 AD. Uh, the Tang Dynasty was a very powerful period in Chinese history, similar to Rome in the West. And the protagonist in the game seems to be trying to save the Tang Dynasty, which is about to perish. The character seems to have historical prototype because the protagonist in the game uh, has been emphasizing drama. And there is indeed a person uh, who liked drama and successfully revived the Tang Dynasty in history. So, we got a little bit of spoiler there. Uh, characters, according to history, this role has failed. After the fall of the Tang Dynasty, I guess that happens as well, it was only revived for about 10 years and then died. And so that's pretty similar to Rome. Uh, literary works set in the historical period are very rare, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, anything to throw out to that? Um, I mean, I... I I'm very ignorant when it comes to, um, you know, a lot of China's history and stuff like Chinese that. So, history. Um, so it is interesting to hear this perspective of it. Cause obviously looking at the game, I, I don't know what I'm looking at outside of, of the, from a video game perspective. Um, I do think it's interesting. It's based off history, but I mean, so are a lot of other games and stuff like that. Obviously I just have more knowledge of those. Um, uh, that being said, you know, the game, uh, the dr the drama part, um, I'm all for that, you know, especially uh, exaggerating uh, things for the sake of for the sake of drama and, you know, to connect to that uh, entertainment um, can be important because if you're just telling something straight uh, as a history piece, it can sometimes be a little boring. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'd be, I'm, I'm definitely curious to see, you know, when the game comes out how it is received. Uh, my only thing with it is I don't know the dev. So there's no, nothing, nothing's been proven to me yeah. in that regard. And so I'm just kind of viewing it as this visual spectacle that I was shown, but I don't know what the gameplay is like. And I need to, to see 
you know, people's reception when it comes out. Yeah, agreed. Um, Well, first off, thank you for the info. Um, You know, we come off ignorant on this topic and uh, we've had a couple other videos where we've discussed uh, uh, stuff that we've come off as ignorant because we are. Uh, And some people have been like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, yeah, I know. know. Uh, So I appreciate that you just kind of like, you know, uh, gave us this info because uh, I didn't look it up and uh, it's it's fascinating. Um, honestly, though, uh, what you gave me info-wise uh, makes me a little more interested in the game than I was before because um, it tells me that uh, there's an impending uh, uh, tragedy that's coming. There's a fall that's going to happen. And even if it uh, you know can be stopped now, apparently it inevitably does happen. Um, and so that kind of adds a lot of weight to um, um, what the main character is trying to accomplish, and so the the trailer, I don't know anything about Tang Dynasty, but in the in the trailer he mentions Tang a couple times, Tong Tang, I don't know how you're supposed to say that, but uh, without that context, I'm like, oh, there's some shit going down, dude, but I don't know what the fuck that shit is. So, um, you know, actually getting some some uh, background on that. Makes me go like, oh, okay. So there's some stakes. There's some stuff he's he's uh, fighting for. So uh, it's pretty cool and uh, interesting. And this is definitely uh, something I would like to look into. I mean, 907 uh, AD is a while ago. So that's uh, some pretty old history. And so uh, yeah, I I honestly am like really ignorant on Chinese history. I know like you know the Three Kingdom stuff. I don't know that super well, but like I've played enough. It's just been portrayed a lot. I've, I, yeah, I've, well, I've played a lot of Dynasty Warriors and they repeat the stories over and over again. Uh, I've watched a lot of Chinese cinema that likes to play around with the Three Kingdoms. Even when um, I watched uh, Your Boy Kong Ming, mm-hmm. that's about a guy who comes from the, you know, uh, Three Kingdoms era. So. Yeah, so the history we hear from uh, Chinese history the most, at least here, is typically the Three Kingdoms. It's probably one of the more defining moments in in chinese history probably i'm ignorant but i'm just gathering that because it's referenced so much there's so many you know people from that whole situation that uh are still talked about to this day so obviously Mm -hmm. uh, some pretty big things happened there um but yeah before that i don't i mean i don't know anything so um yeah very cool and thank you for uh explaining all that i i appreciate it all right, well, that's going to do it for this. Uh, let us know. Uh, well, don't let us know in the comments. If you want your comment read next time, make sure to type in hashtag STLG, and I will uh, put you to the front of the line, and we will read that and reply to it first. Otherwise, I pick at random. But that's going to do it for this episode of TasteCast. Episode 177, as always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check out our socials and streams. Link down below. Check out our uh, Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. Uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us in audio form, I have a TikTok link down below. You can watch our, my uh, my shorts there. At some point, I'll get them on YouTube, but I still don't have access to shorts. And we have a Patreon. If you'd like to support the channel more than like, commenting, sharing, and subscribing, if you're brand new, my name's Seth. This has been Chevy. Thank you for joining me, Chevy. Thank you, thank you for joining me, all of you. And until the next episode, have a good one and uh, take it easy.